Uh, hello, beautiful people. It is a ho-hum, run-of-the-mill, standard Wednesday, September 7th, 2022, and this sports show shall begin right now. Football is here. Football is alive. Football is obviously what this show talks about most because that is what you would turn in to this show for. Now, we can talk about other things during the offseason and try to figure out what the fuck litigation is and grand juries are and indictments are <laughs> sure. and ham sandwiches, what did they do, Bye. who knows, got to go to court. And there's a lot of contracts and new places and faces, but we are just one day away from NFL kickoff. Yeah. Let's enjoy the hell out of that. College football has already had an electrifying start. It feels like it is the greatest time to be alive, and it is the greatest time to be alive, especially when I get a chance to do this every single Monday through Friday. Friday at youtube.com forward slash the Pat McAfee show noon to three ish. Ish. Yeah. EST. Mm-hmm. That'll never change. That is something that I will never give up. That is something that I cherish. This is a day job that other people would, you know, dream to have. And speaking of other people, that was me whenever I was playing in the in the league. When I was doing other things, I wanted to do this. I wanted to bullshit about sports with my friends. And somehow, we've been able to turn this into a profession. I don't understand how. I don't understand why. The show is very stupid. It's dumb. We're a bunch of sports stooges. But we at least try to keep it light on a daily basis and hopefully give people a mental vacation. It has turned into something that I am passionate about and love more than any other chapter in the rest of my entire life. I will never, ever sacrifice this show for anything this show will always be free for people and every conversation and decision that i have to make revolves around the energy that i have to perform this particular show with this great group of people the toxic tables here at ty schmidt at boston connor one half of the hammer Don cowboys tone Diggs is here and yet again like he will be all season live in studio a man who's never worked out before nope. at darius <laughs> j butler uh, D-Buck came into our rack, <laughs> yeah. uh, lifted, did some presses of some sort. Military press. Military press of some sort. Then went to racket and boom, boom, boom like that on the internet. You see weights fall off the whole thing. What a mark. Just happened about 20 clamps, minutes ago. Oh, oh, clamps. We don't need clamps because we're professionals around here. Goddamn right. Perfect also, form. Also, we had clamps, and those are somewhere in the office. If you find them, would love to put those. <laughs> be great to have them back. Right back <laughs> on <laughs> that. Uh, Darius, it's great to have you here. Boys, it's great to have you here. Everybody in the back, I appreciate the hell out of you. On today's show, we'll have Feel the Beat here in about 15 minutes with Sal Capaccio and Mark Caboli. Caboli. Caboli? Are you sure? It's Caboli, dude. It doesn't... I don't like what he's up to. Me neither. Yeah. Sal Capaccio, obviously, Buffalo Bills beat writer. They play tomorrow night. Try to get a Rams uh, beat writer. Couldn't find anybody. Busy day. Can't get on. The day's schedule is difficult for everybody. We understand that. We appreciate anybody that takes time to do so. Mark Caboli said, hey, anytime you need me, I'm fucking on. (laughs) So we will talk to Mark Caboli. And then we have Kay Adams, who's up in Adams' show. Debuted on FanDuel TV just yesterday. Day two today had a litany of guests, including Darius, who fucking crushed it on there. Mm -hmm. That show's very good. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That show's going to do very, very well on FanDuel TV. They should all be very proud of that. Congratulations to Kay on finding a a home that she's going to crush and a FanDuel TV for happening. So when I let off the show, I talked about how much I love this particular show Mm -hmm. and I love that we have the opportunity to do this. Will we be able to do this forever? No. Uh, Not because... Yeah, well, probably not, not because the boys aren't talented, uh, not because people, everybody will stop listening and stop watching, which people should have already done that already. I, I don't sure. know if that's mm-hmm. going to take place, Definitely. but because I'm going to run out. 
Like, I know that. So this show will probably survive the boys without me in here. And now there's no end in sight. We're talking three, four, five, six, ten years, what? whatever the case. Wow. But I'm not going to be able to do this for the rest of my life. Mostly because we've all seen me. I get sick of me so much. I will be sick of hearing my voice every single day the way it goes. So anytime there's any opportunities to do anything outside of this show, I always look at them. I'm always interested. And I represent myself. So the conversations are always something nice to kind of learn about. When I got to start doing uh, business with the WWE, it was fucking amazing getting to chat with them learn about their business learn about how they go about doing their things i think i've gotten a chance to take some stuff from the wwe apply it to this business make us better and the people at wwe are proud of us for doing it and are willing to help and do everything it's like everybody i've ever worked with i've had the opportunity to learn from grow from and experience life that i've never thought i could experience when i retired from the nfl went to barstool what an incredibly lucky opportunity for all of us, for me, to get a chance to learn from the people that have been doing it on the internet for a very, very long time, how they go about doing their business, what works, what doesn't work for me. I got a chance to kind of experience it all. Bob and Tom, whenever I was in the league, I got a chance to do their show on a weekly basis from 6 a.m. to 10 a.m. every single Tuesday, nationally syndicated radio show. I got to see how they operate, how they put their show together. I'm just like incredibly incredibly fortunate to be able to live and do the shit that I do and learn from the people that I get to learn from. You can go back. I got to learn from fucking Adam Vinatieri on how to be a punter, a ball kicker in the NFL. It's just, I am a lucky fucking human. I know that. I'm trying to enjoy it as much as possible. I'm living the dumbest life possible. I think I work my ass off, so I think, you know, hopefully karma does come around a little bit, and if I didn't work my ass off, Tim and Sally McAfee would be embarrassed, but I think everything that happens to me, I always have to think back to what this show is, how this show goes, and what the future means for this show. So when WWE comes and they offer SmackDown, we go and get a house in Tampa Bay. We build a studio in the living room so that we can do the show live from Tampa every single week whenever I go in to do the Thunderdome. Now, we had like 130-some thousand concurrents happening at one point, live in a living room in Tampa Bay <laughs> that Zito put together. There was. 400 wires running oh around, my God. three least, cameras, yeah. and we had 130-some thousand people watching on the Draft Spectacular, and we broke, I don't know, like four or five different sets of news sure. just doing that. That is how we have always rolled around here. How do we continue to do the show while also experiencing other things that nobody really should deserve to have the opportunity to experience? So whenever I got to do College Game Day a couple years back, we were literally doing a show out of the back of a box truck a couple different times. We continued to move. I flew on six flights a week doing College Game Day. I was doing Thursday night football for them. I was doing Monday get up. I was got a chance to experience what the ESPN life is like. And ultimately, at the end of my run with College Game Day, at the end of my appearances that were paid for, we decided, like, hey, don't know if now is the right time. Don't know if this is the right business. Don't know if it's the right time for my life, for the show, for their show. Didn't really know if it was the perfect fit. So Jimmy Pataro and I have been in contact ever since. Now, we sat in his suite for the national championship oh, yeah. game here in Indianapolis. He was very kind to let us in there. Good food. Great food. Mm. Hey, that suite had good food. I can yeah. imagine. That suite, much different food than the suite that... I no bet. apples. Now that I'm thinking Found about it, yeah, apples. Yeah, that, I mean, that's just kind of... I didn't expect to put that in this whole... AJ huh. only eats cheese, cube, cheese cubes. Found that out. 
Yeah, well, sometimes depends on the day. <laughs> of course, you know that he yeah. would do his entire thing. But Jimmy Pataro and I have remained in contact and conversation, trying to figure out what works and how it works. The Omaha Productions uh, offer came to simulcast six games. That's still happening, I do believe, unless there is some changes. But I do believe that is still happening. Haven't talked to the Omaha folks since this has been announced last night at 11 p.m. Thanks, Marshawn. Yeah, right. I mean, at least give me the morning. I mean, Jesus Christ, 11 p.m. Yeah. I mean, what? I, how, how am I supposed to sleep, Marshawn, whenever you... You're not. When you light up my no. phone at 11 p.m. I mean, do you care about my well-being? Nope. You don't. No. I mean, it was obviously massive news. I'm honored to have the news broke. But Jimmy Pataro and I have been in contact trying to figure out how we can make something work, how we can make something bigger work. And literally, the conversation just kind of naturally fell. And last week, we got a deal done uh, for me to join College Game Day full-time this season. Yeah. Uh, also, next season, it is an honor it is a show that is an institution. It's a Saturday staple in all of our lives, from truck drivers to suits and all the people in between. Saturday morning has a routine, and it all revolves around college game day. When I got a chance to be on the show a couple of times, I knew that I was, hey, I'm into TV right now. Mm -hmm. Like I, I've only watched the show since I was a kid. I've only seen the show in every single NFL building on every Saturday morning it's on. I couldn't believe that I had the opportunity to do it. It just didn't work out at the time to continue to do it. Now it is. Uh, I am honored and lucky to do it. With that, though, because it is Saturday morning, to make that decision really be a firm yes from me, I wanted to talk to the people from the WWE. Because obviously, I, I, I hold my role as a SmackDown commentator as high as anything else that I do because not only is it a dream for me since I was a little kid, but there's other little kids out there that are hopefully getting their imagination and their, their goals and dreams created just like I was when I was a kid watching WWE. And somebody can go on and have a, you know bigger dreams than people that are around them could ever fathom or people the city where they're from could ever understand i think wwe does that for kids so every time i got an opportunity to get on a microphone there i wanted to honor that so before i could agree with jimmy pataro to do college game day which is an institution in honor of a lifetime and in the sports world you know one of the biggest shows of all time i had to talk to the wwe first and see what their thoughts were I was thinking about maybe doing both. How do I go about doing I did it one time whenever SmackDown was in Buffalo yep. and there was a plane that was stuck in the Middle East and they weren't able to get back. <laughs> yep. So Triple H actually called me, who's in charge of creative now. Triple H called me and was like, hey, can you get the Buffalo to do SmackDown? Because we don't have anybody, basically. And I had college game day the next morning in Memphis. So Jim Ursay, this is my joke of my life. Jim Ursay gave me his fucking jet to fly to Buffalo, then the game day in Memphis the next morning. I was on like two hours hours of sleep but it was accomplishable so the original thought for me was i could do smackdown and game day i could do it the folks at the wwe who i have nothing but love respect and appreciation for i'm talking old regime new regime whoever you think is in charge over there i have nothing but great feelings towards so i reach out to them i chit chat with them they actually were the ones that said Hey, man, if you're going to do game day, which is great opportunity, congratulations. We're actually, you know, I think WWE has been a part of game day a few different times. Mm -hmm. We love the show. You cannot be traveling overnight for the entirety of the season. Yeah. It's not good for your health. It's not good for your family. It's not good for anything. Whenever the time is right, we will have you definitely be back in our family. So SmackDown will be on hold for a little bit, me commentating while I do college game day. I'm still very much in the WWE family and as one 
OG in the WWE said uh, to me in a message that was very heartfelt, said, hey, now one of our guys is on college game day. So I'm still very much a part of the WWE family. We'll still very much be doing things. But for the good of college football and for the good of the opportunity that is in front of me right now, I'll be focusing on college game days on Saturdays, this show Monday through Fridays. Then Sunday I'll be attempting to watch all NFL games. And then this will be the greatest football season of all time. I'm very grateful. I'm very thankful. It only happens because of all you motherfuckers that watch and follow along. I'm very, very thankful. And to all the boys, all your hard work, anything that I get to do is a – literally a reflection of fucking everything that you guys have accomplished so i appreciate everybody it's a huge day got a haircut for tv hell yeah, yeah that was <laughs> good. Good. i was gonna grow that thing out you know i was gonna grow that thing out sure. because in wwe you wear headphones so i could just yeah. fucking i can put take a little poof and just take yeah. it back and nobody would know that i'm growing my hair out but with game day that shit's gonna get nasty got my haircut this morning from the back porch barber and uh I can't wait for Austin, Texas this Saturday. Hell yeah. I can't wait to get back in front of their crowd. I can't wait to get back chatting about college football this morning. Now, I watch College Game Day every Saturday, so I know the high-level, <clears throat> zoomed-out stories of basically everything and everybody. We cover a lot of the media. Tone Diggs, though, is in the, the weeds of college football. Mm -hmm. oh, yeah. Had a full hour-long class this morning, learning about who transferred where, who had great history where, what coaching lineage is where. I'm mm. trying to become as sharp as a tool as I could possibly become. And a lot of people did call me a tool on the internet, so that wasn't on purpose saying I'm going to become a sharpest tool, <laughs> but it's still going to be a tool in a lot of people's eyes. I'm going to try my best to be an additive to a show that has won 32 Emmys or something like that Damn. since 2003. It is an honor. It is a blast. And this show shall go on. Uh, I might be live on Friday someplace. Ooh. Oh, really? On site. I believe that's in the middle of conversations as well. Okay. Yeah, there might be a little bit of that going on. It's kind of all, you know, the combos between me and Paisan Jimmy Pataro. Sure. Man. First time I met him, by the way, I had no idea who the fuck he was. Who's Jimmy <laughs> Pataro for the people that don't know? So he's the, he's he's the ESPN. Top dog. He is the, he's the head guy at ESPN. So, like, you know, it's been well documented that my relationship with middle management is not fantastic. <laughs> nope. Okay, it is pretty well yeah. documented yeah. Mm -hmm. that I, I do not. So there's been some situations in the past at ESPN because I was in games, I was in studio show, I was doing game. So there's a lot of different departments at ESPN. ESPN is like 50 departments because of how big it is. And, you know, it's been around a long time. It started as guys drinking beers, running highlights. Mm -hmm. Now it's become this conglomerate yeah. that is, you know, remarkable but it's a lot of different so i would if i had a situation with somebody you know in a thing where there something was said or something was saying and i didn't like it my natural reaction is i'll fuck off okay mm -hmm. and i wouldn't say it you know maybe in that fashion but it would certainly get my point across like hey okay that ain't gonna happen like we that ain't that ain't how this is gonna go so i think jimmy got these messages from like four or five different things uh departments and was like who the fuck is this guy? You know, like, who is this Pat McAfee guy who seems to just say, nah, not going to do that. Nah, don't want to do that. Mm, that doesn't sound like something I would ever do. So I'm so sorry, not going to do that. So we actually have become pretty good. I think he's got a chance to kind of understand who mm -hmm. I am. I've gotten a chance to understand who he is. I've gotten a chance to understand ESPN as a whole a little bit more uh, from his through the conversations with him. And I'm very grateful for him keeping in touch. Never given up on me, I think, you know? Yeah. Could have very easily given up on a relationship with me because of, you know, the multiple things that have happened. They had people, ESPN at one point 
banned their employees from coming on this show. That's right. That's what it got to at one point with me and ESPN. Trending. They're, it banned them from <laughs> So me and Jimmy, <clears throat> since those moments, have become, you know, pretty pretty cordial, like pretty good friends. I was offered U.S. Open tickets. Oh, yeah. Wow. That's right. I don't know if that was like kind of the... That's close. a big deal. I don't know if that yeah. was kind of like, the, hey, let's close this deal. You yeah. want to go see... What day yeah. was it on? You want to go see this uh, Nick Kyrgios guy just lose his fucking mind <laughs> yeah. every single... Sorry, this guy's an emotional roller coaster. Oh, yeah. I don't know how he survives. Maniac. Yeah. He, I don't know. He's going to... They need to check that guy's heart, by the way. Yeah. I've been diving into it. But yes, I'm very thankful for Jimmy Pitaro getting his deal done. Very thankful to join the College Jamie squad. And Marshawn, thanks for you know leaking at 11 o'clock at night last night. Yeah. And I didn't fucking sleep. And I'm going to be lacking sleep anyways. Yeah, exactly. All season. Right. You're kind of a... Uh, but thank you to the WWE family. Thank you to everybody. And uh, yeah, let's have a fucking show. Yeah, let's yeah, go. Yeah. Yeah, Big I mean, fucking deal, awesome. man. Congratulations. Yeah, yeah. Thank you, buddy. That's, that's awesome. huge. I appreciate match, it. Match made in heaven, right? I can't wait to see you interact with the with the crowd because obviously they do a lot and it's kind of like almost a studio show mm-hmm. in front of the crowd but you interacting with that crowd is going to be dope well I think Darius like I have too much ADD so if I see a crowd of people sitting right here mm-hmm. and I even get like a, a sense that they're getting bored it's really hard if I have access to a <laughs> you know to a whole thing mm-hmm. not to uh-huh. be like oh let's bring these people back yeah, to the light change it up. but that's not always good and I think I think from the last time I was on game day to now getting an opportunity to go full time I've been with the WWE, right? I've been with the WWE mm-hmm. through it. And the WWE crowd control, crowd interaction, mm-hmm. everything yes. like that is top tier, top level. I've gotten to watch some real motherfuckers work on a microphone now. Like watching Paul Heyman work a microphone in front of an arena, like that's a game changer. Yeah. That, that changes, like changes how you operate. When's good. How can he be an additive to the show as opposed to just being the show in there? Because I was just getting like little 30 second hits, 45 second hits, and I'm like, well, if I'm only getting 45 seconds, like, these motherfuckers are going to remember these 45 seconds. Mm-hmm. Now it's like, I feel like I have a much better understanding of like, I think the WWE was like almost a master's class. Yeah. Setting me up for college game day. It's, uh-huh. all, it's like a perfect fucking storm. It's coming at the perfect time. And I'm really excited to see how it all evolves. You know, Well, I think what we do too, right? Because it's like, you know, a big part of college game day is an institution. It is, you know, like something that has been just so consistent ever since I've been alive, but like something that you do so well that I think people assume that anyone who's on TV can do well is like spontaneity and being able to just kind of like think on your feet and do something and not be worrying about like, Oh, should I do this? Like, no, I might look like an asshole. I might look like an idiot. Like, you don't have any of that. I always look like Because we, you know, and, and people say whatever they want, but we really do come in here with other than a single sheet of paper, like, we're not talking about like, oh, we're going to talk about this first. Then we're going to talk about this. Then we're going to talk about this. Like, it's kind of like, hey, we're going to go in there and either we're going to sink or swim. And most oh, of the man. time, you're fucking swimming. And that is something that college oh, we gave. have sunk, though, a few times. Sure. Yeah, but sure. we're still here. Hey, 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 hey. I mean, we but, found out. You know, but, the, but that is something that like college game day can benefit from because, you know, whatever you want to say about it, people say it's, you know, if they want to say it's stale or whatever, that's not true. It's just it's the same format. You're doing the same thing weekend week out and you have the same cast of characters so when you have someone who can come in and just be a fucking lightning rod like that changes the whole dynamic of the show it's gonna be awesome I hope so there's gonna be people that anytime I anytime I get introduced to a new audience and I mean we have 10 million people watching every month on YouTube that's just on YouTube that's just on YouTube so 
Who knows what Twitter is? Who knows what numbers are real? So, I mean, we can dive into that mm-hmm. analytics right now if you want to, but it's supposed to be a positive day. All numbers are bullshit, mm-hmm. but if all numbers are on the same bullshit scale, then if we're all wrong, we're all right. Exactly. Right. If we're all wrong, exactly. we're all right. I've heard that in numerous football <laughs> meetings. So, like, we get, we have a lot of people that, you know, watch this show for whatever reason. We don't really market this show much, though. No. So people normally fall to this show or they find us on Twitter or through another thing and then they start following mm-hmm. along. Anytime I get put <clears throat> in front of somebody else's audience that is big, there's going to be some blow. I mean, there's going to be some people that hate. I'm going to have to dive back into this. I'm going to have to dive back into the, I have a pretty kumbaya life on the internet. And then this Saturday, if I just so happen to give a, you know, prediction about somebody's team probably getting fucking blown out. Oh, it's going to turn ugly on Twitter. I'm going to have to mute a lot of words. I'm going to have to start quieting a lot of things because it can't change the vibes of this show. Oh, yeah. And I think that's what game day is all about. Good vibes as well as good content. And I'm lucky to be a part of it. Speaking of good content, good, way, good vibes, ladies and gentlemen, it's time for a segment that we have run now. The but four weeks straight. Holy time for the show. We have never done something like never. this before. Mm-hmm. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time to feel the Hey, I think today was our best day of feeling the beat. Sure. Uh-huh. That was awesome. That was pretty good. Pretty good. I'm really proud of us. There's somebody listening right now for the first time who is probably an average <laughs> college football fan and said, oh, that's what I got to look forward to. That's exactly what I hated. Son of a bitch. Joining us now uh, is a feel the beat regular at this point. Mm-hmm. He's a beat writer for the Buffalo Bills, a true Buffalonian brother. Hell yeah. You can follow him at South Sports. He's the host of the Extra Point Show, 10 at noon a.m. on WGR 550. Absolute weapon of a human, Paisano Sal Capaccio. Yay, Yay! What's up, boys? I love Feel the Beat. I'm actually a drummer myself, getting ready for Ozzy tomorrow night at halftime. Hell yeah. I'm going to be air drumming on the sidelines. It's going to be great. Hey, are you, uh, are you, you spin the sticks and do the whole, or are you, uh, yeah, you lose your mind? We should have known that, Sal, with the way you bring the energy. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, you know it, right? I mean, I actually wish I would have played some more um, instruments when I was growing up, but I've always been a drummer. But yeah, I can spin it a little bit. Uh, love getting into it. So yeah, Ozzy's in my wheelhouse tomorrow. It's going to be fun out so I say. Sal, I think you're the only one. Ozzy being announced as a halftime performance was very alarming and surprising to all of us. He still got it, Sal? He still, Ozzy still got it, yeah? I don't know if he still has it. But oh, you know, it's oh, nostalgia that matters. Oh, you're right. It's like a trip back. It's a trip back in time with the Prince of Darkness. Can't wait to watch it. Sal, maybe his drummer, huh? COVID, something. No, sure. fa- don't want him to die. No, traffic. No, or her, don't want him or her to die. Don't no. anything like, what if, yeah, get stuck in traffic because you know how LA be. Mm-hmm. And they need a drummer, Sal. Will you go in there? Oh, I'll sit in. I've oh! Let's go. Bring me on, Ozzy. Here we go, baby. I'll do it. I'll get on stage. I'll uh, knock it out. Let's do it. You look awesome right now. Handheld microphone uh, in a hotel, it appears, with uh, palm trees. I am. I am here at the hotel in LA, guys. Got palm trees. I, I left Buffalo. I'm at palm trees. Got the, got the pool down here a little bit. Uh, got a camera, camera wow. person. That, my brother is here with me. He actually came in from Oregon. He's uh, here. He's going to the game tomorrow. He's holding the camera for me. I got the mic here because I want to have good audio content for you guys because you're totally yes. worth it. By the way, thanks for the love last time I was on. I really appreciate it. Brandon Bean even gave me some love, and I made sure I said 
thank you to him. But you guys were awesome, and I really appreciate that. No, Sal, you're awesome. You hired a cameraman and got a stick mic for this. <laughs> this you're the best. best. Professional. Yeah, yeah, we need to have you on every time, Kaboli, Sal. Let's dive right, it, let's dive right into the... Yeah, Kaboli's going to be... Yeah. Yeah. Kaboli yeah. doesn't know what he's doing. Yeah, anyways, Kaboli. See what... Hey. Yeah. Uh-huh. Anyway, Sal, we appreciate you. This is why this team is Super Bowl favorites, because they got Sal Capaccio following yeah. along. Going into tomorrow, feels like everybody's uh, healthy, right? Poyer's back. We're all good. We're all systems go going into Thursday Night Football. The Buffalo Bills got to feel great about this whole thing. Yeah, look, except for Tredavious White, though, right? Of course, he's been on the pup list. He hasn't practiced. He tore his ACL last Thanksgiving night. That's going to be a challenge, obviously, because, you know, the Bills have to face Cooper Cup, Allen Robinson. Now, obviously, Taron Johnson in the slot will be on Cooper Cup a lot, but that's a tough passing game to go against with two rookies, Kyer Elam and Christian Benford, who are going to be on the opposite side of Dane Jackson. But you're right. Isaiah McKenzie, Tim Settle, who I think will be a beast on this defensive line, and Jordan Poyer, who obviously is an all-pro safety. The Bills are having all those three guys. Uh, they've been practicing this week. They're ready to rock and roll on Thursday night. That's great news for them. Um, when you think about Josh Allen going into this season, he's obviously gotten better every single year. He's, there's no way he got better, right? I mean, you've been watching him. every. Did he get better from last year? Because I watched yesterday a 58-yard flick of the wrist to Gabe Davis <laughs> in 30-degree weather. Has he gotten better? Have you noticed anything different here uh, of Josh Allen this year? You know, I don't know if the talent could get any better, right? I mean, Josh is Josh. He's one of the most talented human beings on the planet at what he does. But here's where he can be better, and where he's tried to be better, actually, guys. Yards after catch. The Bills have not been very good at yards after catch um, really over the last several years. But part of that's been the design of the offense, what Brian Dable brought. They attack downfield. They have this really strong-arm quarterback. They can do that. They get the ball in certain spots where guys get down or out of bounds. But with Ken Dorsey coming in as the offensive coordinator, they've wanted to improve in that area. And that's a receiver stat and it's a Josh Allen stat, and Josh has said, I want to give my guys more opportunity to run after catch. So I think in that area, he can be and he will be better because it's something he's concentrated on this offseason to give his guys an opportunity to catch the ball and get upfield. Oh, a lot of slants coming, you're saying. You Ooh. know, a lot of inside game, a little seam route. Uh, let's talk about the seams a little bit. Dawson yeah. Knox just signs a four-year, $31 million deal, 53.6 total, uh, 31 in guarantees. He's a guy. With Cole Beasley out, is he going to have a big breakout year? I know he's a guy already, but what do you expect out of Dawson this upcoming season? And does everybody love that fucking guy? He was on this show. Yeah, uh-huh. He was awesome. <clears throat> Everybody, everybody loves Dawson Knox. He is truly a Buffalo guy, even though he's from the Nashville area. And you guys know the tragedy. He lost his younger brother just a couple of weeks ago. And he spoke at length about that to us in the media earlier this week and how much you know the outpouring of support from Buffalo. The Punt Foundation that he's a part of for pediatric cancer research raised over $200,000 of people donating in Luke's name and in Dawson's name. So, you know, that's what we do in Buffalo, right? We take care of our own. That's what makes Buffalo special. But as far as on the field, Dawson's been a rising star. He was a raw, raw player at Ole Miss. Let's remember, he went to Ole Miss as a quarterback, transferred. They had they transferred to um, to tight end. They had DK Metcalf and A.J. Brown. They weren't throwing the ball to the tight end guys, right? So he came into the league raw. The Bills saw something in him. He's been rising. He's going to be a very good player. But I would say this. I think this contract is more about the next several years, not just this year. Because Isaiah McKenzie, James Cook, think of all the weapons the Bills have. You're not going to get 100 targets for Dawson Knox. But what you're going to get is a guy that they feel is going to be a really, really big part of this offense for years to come. And he's locked up for another four years after this year. And he's got juice, right? He's great for the culture, I assume, in Buffalo. And Josh Allen loves him. Anytime anytime the quarterback that you just paid, what, 100-some million dollars guaranteed to loves a guy, let's keep him around. Unless you're the Packers. Ty, your question for Sal Capaccio. Yeah, Sal. uh, (laughs) (laughs) The last couple years, wild 
Josh Allen's kind of been ascending. It seems like the Bills on offense, at least, have kind of just been missing their running back. How has James Cook le- uh, looked leading up to the game? And is the team and, and the city kind of really expecting him to have a breakout year as well? You know, we're all kind of wondering the same thing. Believe it or not, they kind of haven't used James Cook in the preseason that much. Now, my colleague on the radio side of things, uh, Steve Tasker, who does Buffalo Radio, you guys know, should be in the Hall of Fame, by the way, for special teams. Hell yeah. He said something interesting. He said he thinks the Bills may have been kind of keeping James Cook on the down low a little bit so they don't show anything in the preseason. I think that could be true. We'll see. We haven't seen enough from him. When he's been in the open field in practice, I will tell you, he is electrifying. He makes people miss. Um, he makes it so effortless when he changes direction and gets upfield. I'm so interested to see how they incorporate it into the offense, guys, because they haven't really done that in the preseason, and I think there is something, too. They didn't want to show that that much. You think Brandon Bean and McDermott are just lying to all of us, Sal? Is that the type of operation over there in Buffalo? <laughs> I don't think they're lying. I think that they're just waiting to uh, – they didn't want it. They want to be vanilla, right, as they say, and I think that that's what you're going to see from James Cook is having a more of an expanded role in the passing game. Of course, guys, Devin Singletary – He's still the main running back, and Sean McDermott loves him. So does Brandon Bean, and he's going to be the main ball carrier. You're going to see James Cook sprinkled in the passing game, get some carries, and maybe he forces their hand as the season goes on. Yeah, that's one of those types of guys mm-hmm. who gets a ball, he's gone, and then the fans are like, oh, what, what, hey, uh, start that guy. what happened with the, uh, what happened with that other guy there? Uh, Connor, your question for Sal Capaccia. Yeah, Sal, you mentioned the defense earlier. Are we going to see the same type of D-line rotation that they've had the last couple of years, or with Vaughn Miller and now Russo, who I believe – Poyer kind of gave us sort of look out for that guy, or Stefan Diggs, excuse me, look out for that guy. Um, what do you expect from that D-line? Is that what they're going to rely on on defense this week with the uh, young corners, as you said? That's why I love coming on the show. You guys know your Buffalo Bills stuff. You know that Hell this yeah. team Hell yeah. relies on a rotation at the defensive line. Ever since Sean McDermott's been the head coach, they rotate guys. In fact, guys, I went back and looked. The highest amount of snaps any defensive lineman, defensive end or tackle, has really had under Sean McDermott is like 64%. Kyle Williams, Jerry Hughes, but come on, you got Von Miller. He's used to playing 85, 90, 90 plus percent of snaps when he's been in Denver and with the Rams. You can't do that. You're paying him $120 million. He's here, yes, to be the closer and to get to the quarterback, you know, hopefully at the end of games like they didn't get to Patrick Mahomes, but you got to have him on the field. I, I think you're going to see somewhere in between for Von Miller, which is more than what the kind of standard has been for the Bills to get him up to maybe 60, 65% but less than what he's maybe played in Denver and L.A. I mean, they want to keep this guy fresh as the season goes on. And then, you, of course, you have Greg Rousseau, as you said. He's going to be on the field. The Bills really did target the defensive line this offseason. It was the most overhauled position on the team. Tim Settle, Daquan Jones, and, of course, like you said, Von Miller coming in. There's Shaq Lawson, Jordan Phillips. They're going to rotate, but I think Von's going to play a lot. Uh, How's Sam Martin look? Look, we haven't seen him much, guys, right, because he hasn't been in the building that much. You know, Here's a guy, I think you could do a lot worse if you had to find a punter that quickly to get up to speed in the NFL. They didn't want to go out and get a rookie. Sure, they kept a rookie, originally Matt Ariza, and then everything happened, but he had all that time in OTAs. They needed to get a guy to get in there who's done it, who's been with other snappers, who's been with other kickers. It's the holding operation that really is the thing here for the Bills, I think, that they're more concerned about, and that's Reed Ferguson snapping, getting it down for Tyler Bass. As you know, Pat, that's, that's a big deal that everybody has to be on the same page of, and I think Sam Martin will be fine punting the ball. He punted in Denver. I mean, the weather can get pretty bad there at times. He'll be fine in Buffalo. But it's really the holding operation, I think, that really has to be up to speed and where they want it. He'll be good. Tyler Bass has a monster leg, so he'll be able to figure it out. Uh, Just like, 
you know, anytime we have Sal on, we oh, feel yeah. like we have it all figured out. Uh-huh. You are a lightning rod, my friend. You are incredible, and we can't thank you and your brother for holding the camera enough for joining <laughs> us today. Yeah, thank you guys. Always appreciate being on. It's football season. We're totally jacked up. Yeah. Big Bill's Mafia party here in L.A. tonight. It's happening. Ready to get it, get the season underway tomorrow. Are you emceeing that thing? So I'm going to be at the party. I'm going to be doing like a little uh, Twitter spaces, basically. I'm going to be oh, jumping yeah. on stage, oh, no. rallying the oh, crowd no. a little <laughs> bit, saying hello and thanking the chapter. So I'll be a big part of it. You know me. I can't get enough of that. Sal, they need to put a microphone in your hands. I yeah, would like yeah. to tell you that we are having our first ever <laughs> scheduled Twitter spaces thing tonight. So whenever you said you're going to be on Twitter spaces, we said, oh, no, uh, strictly because oh, no. we won't be able to listen. We're yeah. bummed, but everybody that's there will enjoy the hell out of it. Have fun tonight and tomorrow. We appreciate you, ladies and gentlemen. Sal Capaccio. Yes, yes, sir. Sounds electrified. Yeah, yeah about, I mean, best. him having Carmine hold the camera, too. Carmine <laughs> Capaggio, just an absolute savant film cameraman. You can't do that. I, yeah, his name is Giovanni. <laughs> oh, okay. I thought it was Carmine. That means Wikipedia is lying to me because yeah. I looked it up before when I was, you know, looking into Sal. It said, Both brother, you Carmine. Uh, wait, 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 wait. wait. You're, about to, you're about to say mutt, which is accurate. I yeah. am. <laughs> but a part of that muttness is, you see it right here. That's right. See it right here. That's right. I didn't do it. 23 and me did. Are they smart or not? You, you tell me. Oh, it's time to continue to feel the beat. <laughs> Joining us now is a regular of the feel the beat, and we didn't feel the beat as much this time because we cut into South's time last time, and he was holding a microphone. Yeah. Staying in yeah, there, so I don't want to do the same because this guy's probably doing the same. A man who has a cameraman holding his camera right now. He has a stick microphone and all the information we could ever possibly need for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah. Writer for The Athletic, ladies and gentlemen, Mark Kabooly. Yeah. What's going on? What's up? Hey. Hey. You don't you don't, you don't want to know where I'm at, do you? You're a UPMC right there. Yeah, and if you look probably over my shoulder, you'll see a bunch of University of Pittsburgh football players walking by me, and I know how much you enjoyed uh, those. Guys. Oh, it was a catch! It was a catch! Tell them it was a catch! Tell them the last play <laughs> was a catch. That ref got wrong. Might have hit the ground, but he had complete control of that. We scored, no big deal. Yeah. Tom, good luck though. Happy they won the ACC last year. Clemson's got a D line ankle. Be able to fuck with this year. But I, uh, they put on a hell of a show. I actually, there is the building that I hit one of those. I was just talking about this the other yes. day. I hit a rollout punt into uh, that ceiling somewhere in there. One of those rafters. Rattled the whole, still going if that fucking roof isn't there. <laughs> I, I don't have any problem at the UPMC. I went to a camp in high school, I think, there. They had a, um, what was the name of that scouting group out of, uh, out of Pittsburgh? Oh. Fuck, they had a camp down there. I was like one of the only kickers. I don't know. I hit a fucking 70 yarder there, got zero scholarship off. So. <laughs> Anyways, let's move on. Uh, your name's Caboli? Yeah, whatever you want. It doesn't really matter, Uh-oh. does it? I feel like you put it in your Twitter bio because of us. Is that is that true? No, no. You know what? Uh, that's because, not because of you guys. I did that a long time ago because my uncle always gets mad when they pronounce my name wrong, and I really don't care. So uncle. instead of hearing his crap, I just uh, put it on there so I don't have to answer to him anymore. What's Unc's name? Ah, who knows? He, he, talk, he talks a lot of gibberish, so I oh, try not are... to pay attention very much, but... Uh, so Uncle Caboli is not happy about the Caboli references. Yeah, yeah, Uncle, Uncle Gary, Uncle Gary. Oh, gee, Uncle Gary, Gary Caboli. Gary Caboli's uh, proud of his nephew, Mark Caboli. Yeah. 
and uh, we are too. So it's all been settled over there. Mitchell Trubisky starting quarterback, Kenny Pickett number two, although he was number three clerical or cut and paste component was obviously wrong for the B. Was that you? Did you post that? And uh, is this exactly what we expected? I think so, right, Mark? What, the, the cut-and-paste component or, or the Mitch Trubisky? The Mitch Trubisky, <laughs> Kenny Pickett, Mason Rudolph. Kind of what we expected, right? So whenever that was – did we ever expect Kenny Pickett to be third? So when that cut-and-paste component happens, that was a more of a surprise to everybody, right? Or no? Was I wrong on that? Oh, yeah. It, it was a lot to do with the cut-and-paste component, including the head PR guy being about 30,000 feet in the air at the time. So oh, uh, he wasn't able to make the correction Bert. until too late. Bert. So oh, that's no. what happened there. So that's why it took 19 and a half hours to make it correct. But, yeah, that, I mean, there was always going to be Mitch Trubisky. And if you even look back to October of last year, guys, where Tomlin said he wanted he didn't want to go with a rookie quarterback. He wanted to be a veteran quarterback. And he always talking about he wanted to be a more mobile guy. He was giving us hints all the way back into October, the new quarterback that he wanted. But then when we got here with Pickett, they were playing the game probably just to, you know, uh, give Pickett something to shoot for, a little carrot or so. But it was never going to be anybody but Trubisky to start the season. Now, I don't know where it's going to go from here. I would assume Pickett will eventually get the chance. But it was going to always be Trubisky. I mean, nobody else really even had a shot. Fascinating question was posed on first take today. Who gets benched first, Trubisky or Trey Lance? What do you think? What, what, now, you don't have to get into Trey Lance. I don't know if you know that situation. I, I yeah, I don't. I don't think any of them. First of all, I mean that's not Mike Tomlin's style, man. He's not going to pull the. He's not going to have that leash about this big. Let me tell you that. He's going to let Trubisky play as long as he can. There's going to have to be multiple games of him struggling. There's going to have to be multiple practices where he struggles. And there's going to have to be an elevation of uh, Pickett's play for him to do that. I mean, if they, he had everything worked out how he wanted to work it out, he would have Trubisky play the entire season. But like we said, that's probably not really likely to happen. So I, I don't see a couple interceptions, a couple bad games, and Trubisky's on the bench. It's just not the way Mike Tomlin goes about things. So uh, I could see late in the year, maybe, uh, or if Trubisky gets hurt, that's probably the only chances Pickett goes in. I don't think there's going to be a, a case where it's going to be poor play on Trubisky that gets him yanked. Uncle Gary and the Yenzer is going to get loud, though. Hey, they're going to get loud. They don't like me when I talk bad about Pickett. And I'm not even talking bad. I mean, he's he's the future here, but he's not the present. Well, you see, you kind of dunked on him. Yeah, yeah. You kind of did. Come oh, I mean, maybe, maybe take it easy on Kenny Pickett. They're chanting his name. Fourth quarter preseason game. They're chanting his goddamn name. That's going to happen in Pittsburgh. Do you yep. think Tomlin cares about any of that or no? No, Tomlin don't care. No. He, he's, he's not going to care about that whatsoever. I mean, now you might have to ask Mitch Trubisky if it's going to affect him at all. I mean, it can't be nice if, you know, the first home game against the Patriots, I believe week two, and the first incompletion in the pass, he's going to start booing him. I mean, they're probably going to introduce the offense. He's going to get booed. Trubisky's probably <laughs> oh, going to go out for geez. the coin toss and awesome. get booed. In the first uh, incompletion, he's probably going to get booed. So. Listen, it's going to be tough for him. It's going to be a little bit different. It's going to be like he's back in Chicago, right? Yeah, well, at the end of the tenure, <laughs> yeah. for sure. He's getting booed until proven otherwise, Okay, yeah. that, which is not normal. I don't think – like no. Pittsburgh would rally behind any quarterback that's going to be their guy. But I think Pittsburgh – And I might be – yeah, well – We won't rally around Mason. We can't do it. We won't do it. No mocks. I think at some point you did, though, because I do remember a compliment yeah. at one point. Then he got bombed by his own thing. But normally I think Pittsburgh would be behind a guy, but they're already behind a guy. He's the 20th pick in the Correct. draft. He yeah. went to the University of Pittsburgh. It's like, here's our guy. 
guy. So Mitch is almost going to have to prove himself. Mitch is used to that, though. That's right. Uh-huh. Mitch knows it's football. It's NFL football. football. Hey, baby, Mitch. Uh, Darius, your question for uh, Uncle Gary's nephew, Mark Caboy. <laughs> hey, what's up, Mark? Uh, based on what you saw this preseason, I know there's a lot of quick passing game in this offense uh, last year, but a lot of explosive weapons on the outside. Claypool, Johnson, uh, Pickens. You think they air it out a little more this season based on what you've seen in the practices? I think they they want to take their chances. I mean, like any team, they they're not going to need to be able to have that threat of going down the field to open up any space for uh, Najee Harris, especially with that offensive line not playing extremely well. So, I mean, last year there was a little bit of an issue because Roethlisberger wasn't very accurate down the field. Whoa. He was sometimes accurate. didn't want to go down the field as much. Trubisky does have the deep ball, and they got do got. Sure the talent out there i mean if you're crazy not to use a guy like pickens and just you know run as fast as you can let's throw the ball as far as we can at least once a game it's going to be as simple as that but yeah i think they're going to try to stretch it just to just to help out the run game if not the play action doesn't work and you know a lot of three and outs and a lot of you know seven point games where you're losing putting up 180 yards of total offense so they have to stretch it some I just learned that accurate is a tough word for Yenzers right there. And then you start it's, thinking to yourself, it's Accresure now. Yeah. yeah. Oh, man. How was the reception to Accresure through the preseason at the home games? Everybody it, loves saying, hey, it's great to be down here, Accresure. Is that happening? Is that yeah, accurate? It's mostly like we have no idea what this is. Let me Google it, and I'll look on Wikipedia, and I still don't know what it is. So we're just going to call it the stadium. Yeah. <laughs> uh, if that's an accurate portrayal of what's going on I, I fucking so. love Pittsburgh Tony your question uh, Mark who do you think public enemy number one this season is, is it going to be is it going to be Mitch is it going to be Matt Canada or is it going to be the O-line who's going to be number one? Oh, I don't think the O-line could, can come back from what they did in the preseason oh, no. I mean there's, there might be people outside here lining up ready to you know ship them out of the building. I don't think there's no way that they that, that's going to be enemy number one. It's funny because Canada was the enemy number one for the previous two years. So, yeah, when you have that offensive line do what they did in the preseason and allow Jacksonville just to beat up their quarterbacks, even if it is Mitch Trubisky and even if it was the preseason, one thing that the Yinzers love to do is pretend like they know what offensive line play is all about. So it makes them it makes them a little bit smarter when they're like, yeah, that left guard can't block in that. You know what I'm saying? It's so, always there. So they're going to go up out after them. Now you got to use their hands a little more. That Tomlin's got to quit playing, got to run the ball more. You know how it is. You just got to run the ball more in Pittsburgh, regardless of nobody runs the ball anymore. You know, that's because the bus. Wheels. It's 100% why. The wheels on the bus went round and round, round and round, round and round. All the way to a Super Bowl in his yeah. hometown. Uh-huh. So that is like the expectation. Like, hey, we're a hard-nosed city. It's a tough town. And uh, if you're going to throw the ball over to place Todd Haley, Bruce Arians, we're going to move on. But now Matt Cannon has got some magic to make, and I can't wait to hear what Yins will say about him. Mark, I can't thank you enough for joining us, dude. You're the absolute best. There's a couple more questions from the boys. Is that all right? Oh, anytime, anytime. Yeah, sure. Go ahead, shoot. What do you got today, Mark? Were you just fucking hanging out in a dark workout facility there? You, you know what? You know what? I am really, really sacrificing for you because <laughs> it's media lunch time right now. Oh, Instead no. of media lunch, I am doing this. So I'm hoping I can go over and get one of those bison burgers or whatever it oh, is. Oh, so hell yeah! Media I lunch am, has you know been what? canceled. Maybe you can, maybe you can pull some strings for me. 
and get some Rudy sub sent my way. <laughs> okay. Because I'm going to miss lunch for doing your show. Well, I apologize for that. How is the media lunch at, at the Steelers facility? Normally pretty good? Oh, it's spectacular. They, well, uh, during the COVID years, they, they gave us box lunch, which was just not acceptable. No! <laughs> is this the Steelers no, or not? Come yeah, on. Players, you had to be like fire well, I mean, uh, we'll have, uh, you know, as we've had a little battle here in Pittsburgh media room. Uh, we call them gyros here. So they had gyros the other day, uh, not the gyros or whatever the rest of the world calls them. Yeah. Who called uh, it a gyro? Yeah, not in Pittsburgh. The gyro is good. Yeah, huh. the, the gyros are good, especially 3.34 a.m. down there south side. Wake up with some of that shout cucumbers. Shout out Sammy's. Right. Yeah, Mike and Tony's, right? No, nah, wow. Sammy's. Mike Tony's the other side, I think, if I'm not mistaken. Mike and Tony's right next to Mario's. I go down to Sammy's around 20th Street, 21st Street. Yeah. Okay. It all kind of blends in down there, to be honest with you. Whenever you're buying gyros on south side, normally, you know, there could be a couple of different <laughs> wide yeah, side shots coming. You got to watch yourself. Now. Yeah. What's that? Especially now. You know, the problem is now half your audience, three quarters of your audience, they have no idea what you're talking about. They, they call them gyros or something like that. I, it's totally foreign to me. What is a gyro? It's a gyro, right? Well, yeah. They would say the gyro is a foreign. That's why it's. Well, you know what I'm saying? Nobody knows what you're talking about. It's a gyro. <laughs> Uh, Connor, your question for Mark Caboli? Yeah, Mark, Najee had the uh, Liz Frank in the preseason here in a little before. Is there any worry for that to uh, carry on into the season at all, especially if the O-line absolutely stinks it up this year? <laughs> no, I don't think so. I think he looks pretty healthy. I think they were just being very, very cautious with that injury. Um, he just sprained it. And I, I love the fact that he came out and just said, I mean, he, they're not supposed to talk about injuries. Mike Tomlin makes that very, very crystal clear to the players. And Najee is like, forget this. Um, don't pretend like I got a sore toe and uh, I'm just sitting out for six weeks. I got Liz Frank's brain. But uh, he set the world straight that uh, he's not that much. Uh, he's not going to sit out for a little foot sprain. But he, he's back on the field here today, and I think he'll be as close to 100% as possible. And as you know, following the Steelers, they are going to need it. And he's probably going to touch the ball about 400 times this year. And he's probably going to get hit hard a bunch of times, too, with that, like you said, that offensive line. I got to throw one little shot out if you guys don't mind. Pat Fryermuth, the tight end, is a huge fan of your guys. Fryermuth! tells me how much he loves you guys. So I just thought I'd throw him a shout out. Well, tell Fryermuth we're big fans of his as well. Diggs Love actually you, has dude. a jersey, I believe, mm -hmm. yeah. uh, always with him. He wanted, I forget which tight end. We were just going through college football class this morning. He said, this tight end with Fryermuth were Pittsburgh. Rock Byers. Rock Byers with Fryermuth in Pittsburgh. Look, cool. This is the custom jersey he made, Muth. <laughs> so we're big fans of his as well. Tell him a lot. Does a lot of people tell you, do a lot of people tell you that you're great on this show? Because you are. You are great on this show. I don't know how you are. Well, the, Go ahead. the funny thing is, is uh, your, your fans, you know, the national guys like me, the local fans just hate me still, so it's a weird <laughs> dynamic. Pittsburgh people hate me. Your fans love me. It's like we get him off there. We're tired of seeing him. He doesn't know what he's talking about. And your guys, oh, he's pretty funny. He's pretty good. So it's an interesting dynamic right there. Well, hey, stop burning bridges around Pittsburgh. Yeah. Jesus, Ty, your question for Mark Caboli. Well, first and foremost, that's bullshit, Mark. <laughs> You're great on this show. I love when you come on. Also, uh, last time you were on here, you mentioned that Chase Claypool basically got was getting hurt like every other practice. Yeah. Uh, how's he yeah. doing? How's he doing? Do the Steelers expect to have their full complement of uh, receivers going into week one? Yeah. 
Oh, well, I don't know about Deontay Johnson yet. Um, we're not allowed to report of whether he practiced or not until they sent out the injury report here in an hour or two. But I can tell you he didn't practice on Monday, and he still has that uh, shoulder injury. So we're not quite sure about that. But, yeah, Claypool looks like he's back close to 100%. And he's a guy that can make a difference if he's healthy. The whole question is if he can stay healthy. He's been like you said, banged up a little bit from here to there. But you have Pickens, Johnson, but, and, um, you know, Claypool, Firemuth, and Najee, and even guys like Gunnar Olszewski, who really yeah, impressed people yeah. in the in preseason. They, they're not lack of talent. They're just lack of experience and a question mark at quarterback and a offensive line that needs a lot of help. So I think they got the athletic ability and the in the skill players. It's just a matter of the other stuff. Well, they got great coaching and they got great beat writers. We can't thank you enough for joining us. Good luck with that media lunch. Hopefully, there's still some cold food available. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll sweet talk my way into something, <laughs> a sandwich or something. What's your go-to line? Hey, you know me, Mark Boyd. Is that what you guys are? Hey, hey I'll put it this way: if if I if that's I can not. get a lunch, I'll, I'll tweet it out to you guys. Ah, that's Bingo. what we're talking about. A lunch update from Mark. If you could do that every day, we might be able to make that a paid segment. Yeah, <laughs> that would be amazing. We'd appreciate you just like we appreciate your time. You're the best, ladies and gentlemen, Mark Boyd. Yeah, the Buffalo Bills travel to Southern California to take on the Super Bowl champion, Los Angeles Rams. The talk to Ted was here at Ty Schmidt at Boston Connor. One half of the hammer, Don Cowboys Tone Diggs is here. And in studio, like he will be all season, ladies and gentlemen, host of the Man to Man podcast, reoccurring guest on Up and Adams, Darius hey. J. Butler. Hey, hair looks incredible, dude. Appreciate you. No problem. It looks really nice. No hash. Fresh haircut here? Wow. Uh, yesterday, yeah, fresh. Whoa, hey, because you had a hat on, right? Didn't he? Yeah, yeah, he did. Yeah, he just I switched it up back and forth. I almost threw the cowboy hat on, maybe, maybe later. Something about. Oh, uh, see, have you, have you, you ever know? worn a cowboy hat out in public? Hmm. Come on, I'm gonna know. How about cowboy boots? No. Oh, you're missing the, the uh, yeah. cowboy hat. I can't do. Don't either. you got to earn the boots? Well, that's a belt buckle. Mm, how's the traction of those boots? What's that? How's the traction in those boots? You can really dance, mm. yeah. I mean, you're uh -huh. not going to really be pushing any cars or anything, you know. Sure. But you can get out there and fucking definitely till the land with it and oh, do what yeah. you got to do and dance if you have to. fuckers in spurs, yeah. usually. Those came in Crocs. Yeah, you're damn right. You know? I got some ostrich this past weekend, boot barn down Hell there. yeah. Oh. Yeah, I walked into boot barn with the wife, you know, said, go get ready for Texas, maybe. Here. Mm -hmm. And saw these nice ostrich skating. And a couple gold boys were in the back there. They were looking at things first. I didn't know what was the proper way to look at stuff. I said, Hey, you got these in my size. Like, uh, it's everything that we have is out. Okay, just <laughs> sorry. I'm like, sorry about it. All right, y'all know what, what to do down there. What's going on? Speaking today? of sorry and traction, I I don't think anybody. I did not see the ball spin yesterday. Yeah, it was unbelievable. Spun, spun the ball yesterday. Stopped that fucker with my foot. Okay, you guys, yeah. no reaction. I'm all about eye contact. Well, so that's the only thing. thing. Yeah, we say. couldn't see it. We could see it on there, but we couldn't see it on there. Yeah, I understand. I. I didn't think it was going to take place either, and somebody was asking a great question. So that person that was probably doing something awesome is a college football national champion. <laughs> yeah. A Super Bowl champion. What? A Ryder Cup champion. What? what? A COVID survivor. What? AJ Hawk. Yeah! AJ, what's up, pal? What's up? I didn't see you. Was I talking and you stopped the ball with your foot while I was spinning? I think you were either trying to light your house on fire for your cigar <laughs> or taking a big sip out of a massive bottle. All right? Yep. One yeah. That's one of your go-tos there while somebody else was asking a question. It's great to see you, AJ. How's life? 
Good, man. I can't wait. I'm pumped for your uh, the game day situation. I'm glad it's public. You didn't get to break it. Cool. That's our, I guess that's how it works. But you know what? I can't wait to see you and Matt McConaughey just pounding around Texas. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he smokes dope, right? Not in Texas. Oh, yeah. It's not legal oh, yeah. in Texas, but we'll set up a time to, to go to a state that is legal and do it together. I can't oh, yeah. wait for an all right, all right, all right interaction. It's going to be fantastic. I'm excited to get back on the road with College Game Day. I'm bummed I'm going to be missing SmackDowns throughout the season, but... I'm thankful for how WWE said, yeah, like, you got, you know? I wouldn't have done it, by the way, if WWE was like, nah, we need you. I think they never said they don't need me, but they were like, hey, this is a massive opportunity that you should go do for sure. So it's been a fun thing. It's been a fun few days. It's all kind of come together pretty quickly, but I'm going to let you know, AJ, this show ain't ever changing, right? This show is never going to change. It's going to be great. And we got NFL football tomorrow. We talked to Sal Capaccio. We talked about Tredavious White potentially being an issue. But other than that, all systems go in tomorrow night, AJ. And I can't wait for our life now to become literally 24-7 for the next five months. Football, football, football. Hell yeah. This is the time of year that we look forward to. This is the time of year we get excited about. And obviously the Bills are favored by two and a half on the road. Uh, There's some bets we're putting together for a no-sweat promotion that FanDuel has going on where you can place a bet, and if you lose, you just get that back in free bets. So let's go fucking big tomorrow. Uh, AJ, the the season's right around the corner, pal. What's your energy like? What are your vibes like? I'm, I'm pumped it's finally here. It almost doesn't feel real, but aren't the Rams pissed that they're Super Bowl champs playing at home and they're dogs in this well, first game? Well, AJ, you tell me, are you ferocious? And th- remember I asked you one time what you would describe your style of play as, and you said, are you serious? What do you want me to say? I'm ferocious. <laughs> okay, real question. That, that sounds like a question during a pre-production meeting that I want to be a part of or whatever. <laughs> That's basically what you just said right there. I assume the Rams know that they are underdogs at the house, but yeah. is that going to fire them up more? Than no, they, they don't care, but they're probably thinking like, I'm sure in the back of my mind, how do we wait? We just won the Super Bowl. We we lost Von Miller. Yes, OBJ is not on our team right now. But how are we dogs in the first game of the season? Great question. We have similar thoughts. Mm-hmm. OBJ actually went on to tweet. He says he thinks these teams that are starting the season are going to be ending the season together as well. Ooh. Darius Butler, that is very real. That's a very real possibility that I think everybody has on their mind. Odell Beckham Jr. also potentially linked to both of these teams because uh-huh. Von Miller said, go locker right here for you. And the Rams said, hey, you, you crashed McVay's wedding. So... Like, you have to come back. Uh, Odell Beckham Jr. getting in in the commentary. Anything he says people are going to talk about. What he said is valid, though. These might be the two teams that end up in the Super Bowl. And I think the NFL, you know, would be pumped about it. Start the season, end the season the same exact way. Got defending champs. Obviously, expectations are high with Stafford and Cole. And then, obviously, the Bills. I feel like everybody's on that wagon. Are they still the betting favorites? Yes. Yeah, Uh so everybody's on that wagon. It's getting lower, too. Expectations are high. Great, great, great game to start the season off with. I'm shocked that the Rams are still dogs as well. I'm definitely taking them to win this one. Oh, really? We just had a – here we go. If you're okay. going to make a pick for a game, like, we can at least yeah, Bill fucking Nose spruce it, it up. Come oh, on. Make the yeah, Darius Sorry. Butler has made an official pick. What about Sorry. the over, too? Whoa, 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 Slow down, Hoss. Oh, oh, it's football Fuck. season. I'm not slowing down. Yeah, you're it's, right. It's go time. <laughs> hey, I like that eagerness. Okay, I like that excitement out of you. I like that, <laughs> hey, we, we need more, we need more. But we need to, uh, we, we need to acknowledge mm-hmm. Darius Butler has picked the Rams plus two and a half. Yes. All right. Okay. Wow, let's go, D-Bot. Might record. be riding with you, D-Bot. We'll see. Whoa. Whoa. Good tease. Good tease right there. Okay, AJ, I'm learning. I'm learning. Show business. still thinking. AJ, we'll make our official selections tomorrow. We will also make our Super Bowl selections tomorrow. Um, We will make our divisional winners today. I don't care about Who cares about the division? Everybody. 
It's the first step to the Super Bowl. I mean, okay, all right. We're going to do division winners today in the third hour. We're going to do uh, MVP winner today okay. in the third hour. Ooh. We'll do comeback player of the year Ooh. today in the Ooh, third hour. We'll do offensive player of the year and defense player of the year in the third hour. Okay, let's go. Tomorrow, we will be picking winner of the game. Winner of the Super Bowl, right. and we'll be talking to some fucking legends tomorrow. I do yeah. believe to kick off the entire NFL season on Fridays. You guys run the slate again? Or Absolutely, what? yeah, absolutely. That's my favorite. God day. damn, it's exciting. Hey, remember? I'm the- starting to enjoy that product. Yeah. At first, I didn't enjoy it. Now I do enjoy making those picks. Look at yeah. us. We're a segment show. Huh? I know. We did block, C block, D block. We did feel the beat in the first hour. Did you see Kaboli? You missed lunch for the, to chat with us about life. <laughs> I saw a little bit of Kaboli. <laughs> did he really miss lunch? Yeah. yeah. He said, I'm sacrificing today. I'm missing media lunch to do this conversation with you guys. And there wasn't a, no slouch of a lunch. Bison burgers. They had bison meat From the there. media? Update. Yeah. Update it wasn't bison burgers. What was it? Fucking Italian beef. Yeah, he oh. oh, He's loving the dream. Kabali. Kabali with a Kabali. I fucking love that guy. Yeah, he's, he's the, the best. best. Just thinking about him just... Think about he's all by himself in that indoor facility oh, with a phone. Say, hey guys, <laughs> doing his whole thing. Yeah. yeah, the pit players walking by him just gotta be like, what the fuck is Caboli doing? No, here? they know Caboli. He's crushing, absolutely Bless. crushing. As did Sal Capaccio. He was he had a microphone and he had a cameraman from Our his mind. balcony in his. I think Giovanni in the <laughs> in the hotel that the Bills are staying at right now. He was ready for feel the beat. He brought it. He said Dawson Knox gets a brand new deal. He's going to go, but this isn't just about this upcoming year for Dawson Knox. They think he's nowhere near his ceiling, nowhere near where he's headed to. He's best friends with Josh Allen. He just signed a four-year, $31 million guarantee deal, 53.6 in totals with uh, uh, other incentives and stuff. Uh, Knox has said, I love people in Buffalo. Mm -hmm. Hopefully I'll be here a long time. Everybody in Buffalo loves this man, AJ. Your thought on Dawson Knox getting this massive deal and what this means for other tight ends? Well, how long has Dawson Knox been playing tight end? Like, how long has he has he been in this position? I don't know. It's not that long, is it? Formerly a quarterback. Yep. Then he goes to yes, mm-hmm. yeah. It's Either way, his ceiling years, is very, probably? very high. The dude's already yes. a stud, but his like the potential he has as well is crazy. So yeah, I think this is a was a no brainer for the Bills, especially on the rocket ship that is the Buffalo Bills with Josh Allen. He's yeah. only getting better and better. I would assume as a New England Patriot fan, not exactly thrilled that Dawson Ox signed on the dotted line to go ahead and ruin your lives for a couple more years, pal. No, no, I'm okay with that. I mean, the real worry is how good the AFC is as a whole. I mean, I think even if you're a Buffalo Bills fan, you have to be worried. Like, man, of course, when our team gets as good as it's been for the past 25 years, seven other teams get as good as they've ever been in the past 25 years. So I mean, yeah. You are worried about the Bills, but one game at a time. You know that. You know, I'm looking to Miami on Monday. I'm not looking past that. I'm not looking to anything before that, although I am looking to tomorrow. I'm very excited to play some bets on that game. <laughs> so you're certainly looking before that, but yeah. not after that. All no. eyes are on Monday. You're not worried about what the Buffalo Bills are doing just yep. yet, but that is a valid point. It feels like the entire, obviously, AFC, but the NFL has just gotten to a heightened level. Mm-hmm. feels like every team's good. More money's being spent. More teams are going all in. And speaking of going all in, FanDuel TV j- did just that. That's oh, right. Yeah. They signed an Emmy Award-winning host. Oh, mm-hmm. yes, they did. Who was off air for like 100-some days or whatever. Yeah. Had yes. a couple commercials, crushed them. Of course. Now she has her own show, Up in Adams, that you can watch every single day, 11 Eastern on FanDuel TV. Both on, uh, I think, well, I don't want to... It's everywhere. Oh, yes. yeah. Just find where FanDuel oh, TV is. You'll find this show. It's been fantastic the first two days. Can't wait to see it continue to grow. Ladies and gentlemen, Kay Adams. Yeah! 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 Oh, thank you. And-
and congratulations on college game day. You are amazing. I don't know how you balance your time. Congrats. Well, I, I'm, I fucking stink at it, actually. It's going to catch up to me, but I'm very thankful for that. Thank you for joining us. Welcome back to Daytime TV. Morning yeah. TV. It's, you know, I've, I've liked to not have to super glue eyelashes onto these eyeballs, but I've missed you guys, and I've missed, you know, setting the tone in the morning, and I'm so excited that we're kind of related now, the FanDuel family. Absolutely. Love having you in the FanDuel family. I think FanDuel TV has had a smashing success. Your show has been great. Darius was on today. We've been watching. Yeah. Have you been enjoying this? How much of the creative process have you been a part of, and what do you, how will it change once games start, you think? A million percent in, you know, traditional media, that's not really the case, right? So the show's going to evolve uh, what it was yesterday and today. Maybe we'll go a little looser. We'll bring in guests from, you know, all parts of the FanDuel family, of course, in the sports entertainment space. So I would just say it's going to be a journey, right? Ups and downs, we're going to try things. And it just feels so good to have that support and that freedom. So we're really, really excited. And now we have a football game tomorrow. So I came back from Africa just in time. Well, well welcome back from you were Where in, Africa at in Africa for 100 days. What, what were you doing in Africa? No, I was, I was there for about three weeks. That's Chappelle, to, right? Yeah. 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 I went to Kenya. I went to Tanzania. And I went to Rwanda. And I ran into an NFL owner. While I was gorilla trekking, Pat. Isn't that insane? Yes, this is all insane. I had no idea this is where the conversation was going to go. So you said, you said you're going to move on from Good Morning Football. You want that? This is, this is little, Chappelle did this. Yes. Yeah. He said, I'm going to get out of here. Was this like. Dan Snyder? Was it, <laughs> was he hiding? Was everyone hiding from a congressional oversight committee in Rwanda? <laughs> There was not. I, can't, I, don't, I don't realize this is going to go there either, but it was amazing. I went and I was uh, going on a gorilla trek, and they put you in these, like, pods of eight people. So I was with one other person. They put you in. I'm sitting there, and, of course, like, hat, no makeup. Like, just, you know, we woke up, and, and they put you in, like, gaiters on your feet, and, you you know, you're all, like, you know, performance gear to go out into the jungle. And, and I hear Kay Adams, and I turn, and, well, it's an NFC West should I have you guess? Cliff Kingsbury. Steve. Uh, no, Steve. no. Bidwell. But no, but, no, Sean McVay. You say owner? No, it was Michael Bidwell. It was Cliff's Oh, it was an owner. Oh, oh, yeah. I completely forgot Blue it was himself. a fucking owner. <laughs> Bidwell was there on his own plane. Isn't that crazy? Yes, very crazy. I mean, I assume it's there's very expensive to do. There's 800 people there. And then you get put into these groups. And I don't, so I'm like, is that my Super Bowl pick? Maybe. Ooh, because oh, it was so weird. Oh, the universe kind of put you guys together in Rwanda. Did, was it a successful trip? Did you meet any gorillas? Did you shake their hand? Did you go shake their hand? Because I think that's what you got to do. Is that right? I did not do any of that. But, uh, they'll rip no, it right it's, off. It's like, no, no. That, if you don't shake their hand, they'll rip it off. Uh, listen, I watched this whole documentary. I'm on not this, doing it. Your sanctuary. You go into their land. You got to go like... Under them. Yeah, pair yeah, of yeah. yeah, you got to go like do arm. one of those. They and pull it, your whole no. arm off and eat it then. Pat, Pat, no, that's not that's not the move. You have to go and you have to make a noise. You got to go shake yeah, the hog. I want yeah. to shake the hog. You got to go shake the hog. What noise no, do you, you have to make? Noise. What's the Pat, noise? You walk up. Hi. One day when you have vacation, which you never have, you will walk up to these gorillas in Rwanda and you have to go. <clears throat> Literally. No way. Hell yeah. okay. No fucking Because that right. makes them know that you're friendly. I want to shake that. That's hand. a friendly <laughs> handshake. <laughs> isn't friendly, but I'm fucking <laughs> alpha <laughs> in this gorilla. No way. I don't think so. Uh-uh. Did you do this? I Did you? I got <laughs> gorilla. Like what? Like what are you talking about? Did it work? Did it work? Yeah, you would have got. Like if they start moving towards you, you have to go. <laughs> 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 
Are you making yourself as large as possible too, like a fucking bear? Oh like, no, what, no, what, no that's can't do that. That's yeah. Yeah. No, no, but like, no, but I also I saw one having sex too. Oh, okay. It's because you were fucking doing the goddamn It's a mating call you're doing. Look at all these Americans. Hey, welcome, Americans. Yeah, go walk up and do some mating calls and then see the show. See the show. That's what they do. That's awesome. I can't wait to go. I can't wait to go on this erotic gorilla trek. Yeah, yeah. Sounds awesome. This is a good little vacation. Yeah. Did Bidwell go, to a gorilla? I... I need to hear I, that. You will have to ask him when he comes on your show himself. I've <laughs> said too much. All right. Well, we're happy you got back from vacation. Did you enjoy the 100 some days off or no? It sounds like you had a great time. Is it a lot of that, a lot of similar to that, a lot of questions about what was next, or did you have it all figured out? No, I totally unplugged. I'm pretty good at, 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 at compartmentalizing. So I didn't even get we, – we got the Emmy, and I didn't even know. I was in Europe. I had no idea. I went to Greece. I went all over. Hey, congrats. Yeah. Let's go. Yeah, I haven't celebrated it at all. I haven't even, you know, thought about it. It's very exciting, um, sure. And uh, uh, you know, I'm, I'm just I'm happy to be back. I'm good at I'm good at going off the radar, but I'm ready to you know sort of kick off the season. And I'm really so grateful. Like FanDuel is such a nice fit, and uh, and you know, and they're so you you know this better than anybody. Like you know, and, and your dealings with them, totally open to. Want to go do this? Want to do that? So the door is open for you know whatever I want to do. If I want to start a guerrilla erotic tour in Rwanda, I'm sure Fanduel would be supportive. Yeah, I'm gonna have to figure out how to bet on how many people we. Uh, yeah. That's yeah. gonna have to get regulated then. But I'm mm-hmm. sure I'm sure we could find it. <clears throat> <laughs> what an amazing thing! I, I can't believe that is the. I'm telling you that documentary. I seen you walk in and you fucking shake yeah, their hands. Yeah, you have to. You have to. Planet of the Apes. That's if, how Caesar gets the. Exactly. You got to put your hand. You yeah. Put your head down oh, and yeah. let them. Yeah. Because if hand. not, smack it right yeah. in the mouth. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The, I'm gonna kill you. Non- eat your what's face. What's the non-friendly sound though? I need to know that. I believe. No, the the non-friendly thing is the non-friendly thing is when the silverback they have like a lot of air in their chest. These things are huge, and you see them sort of like the air fills their chest, and then they start doing this, and then then like shit, you're in trouble. You run to your pod. Is there any? Was there any code red moments out there in Rwanda? No, just the sexy moments. Nice. That was it. Did, where did you sleep? Did you sleep at a hotel out there, or was it like out safari type thing? Yeah, it was. I was on safari for a couple of weeks, and then uh, to do the gorilla trekking was like three hours out of Kigali, the capital, and it was in a beautiful hotel, just not too far away. Happy you didn't get COVID, Donna. Yeah, yeah, yeah thank God. Oh, Jesus, thank you. Ooh. Very happy for that. Congrats <laughs> on winning Emmy. Sounds like you enjoyed. Hey. Let's get back to some NFL conversation now. It seems like the league's better than it's ever been, honestly. This morning I heard you chit-chatting about numerous teams. Who do you like this year? Who do you like going into the season? I know you have friends literally all over the league, so we're putting you in an interesting spot. But what are some teams you're really intrigued by, Kay? I love the Bengals, as you know. I loved them magical ride last year. They'll be competitive. I do enjoy that everyone's sort of counting them out because I think they'll surprise, and I like the undersell and over-deliver of that team. Uh, But the Ravens, if they're healthy, how are you going to be? them they're so good if we get you know marlon humphrey at 100 percent, marcus peters let's go with that secondary and hamilton all that that would be amazing and i hope i hope for lamar he just pulls a flacco pull a flacco get paid bounce back set the world on fire and do your thing so i think the ravens are going to be super formidable your cults come on i'm headed to indy in a couple weeks to do something with the cults and i'm so excited for them too i think they can make waves um and those and the chargers like the chart like 
Justin Herbert win the MVP, why wouldn't he? The numbers will be there. Full complement of receivers back. Both sides of the ball, great, tough division. But I think they're the best and most complete, which is something I always look at. A lot of good teams. Go ahead, AJ. What about tomorrow? Okay, how excited are you about the, the NFL season kicking off? Obviously, Bills, Rams, Josh Allen, another guy who a lot of people think may win the MVP. Like, what do you think that game is gonna gonna be like? AJ, good to see you. Um, you. I AJ, am super AJ, congrats on not getting AJ. killed over there. Yeah. We're, <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I'm really excited. I might get killed in the parking lot. So I'll go there and like, I'm, you know, we'll, we'll see what those Buffalo Bills fans look like. They travel super well. I get to go to the game. Yeah. Uh, I moved to L.A., which is insane and something I never thought that I would do. So I'm excited to celebrate all of that. Uh, I would say is Cooper Cup going to have like 300 yards in this game? No, Tredavious White. What a bummer. And I, I think they keep saying things like. We're keeping our fingers crossed. We hope to have him early in the season. If they don't have White, and I know they got the safeties and all of that, I'm really worried about this team down the stretch because everybody's pumping up. I hate when teams get overhyped. I don't care who it is, a team I like or don't like. It's never good to have everybody unanimously saying you're going to go, go to and win the Super Bowl. Hey, how about Allen Robinson, too, over there? I mean, oh, yeah. it is. They got better. No, OBJ's just kind of chilling and tweeting right now. If they bring him back midseason as well, Sean McVay just is going to have a plethora of weapons for fucking ever, Kay. Forever, it feels <laughs> like. It's so true. And, you know, there's, of course, that thing about repeating for a Super Bowl. I talked to Sean Payton, my first guest on, on Up and Adams on FanDuel TV. Um, and he, you know, because he, he went and then they, they had a good, successful winning season the next year. The Saints did, like so many teams, and the Patriots 2004, 2003, like they went back to back. Uh, but Beastquake took him out, and you just, it's really hard to get back there and do it. And his main thing was that it's exhausting. Do they have the depth beyond their superstars to sort of compete down the stretch if they're so exhausted from playing at that level all year? And then Matthew Stafford's elbow. So there's certainly some question marks on the Rams side. We're so happy for Matthew Stafford. Yeah. 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 He's playing broken neck, split spleen, sure. a couple kidneys lost. Wide. How many lungs you got? He broke them both. Wide. I mean, he has been there, done that in Detroit. He goes to L.A. Now he's a pitchman. He's on like four different commercials, uh -huh. Super Bowl champion, having a time of his life. Now he's got to worry about this damn elbow. That ain't going to be a problem, Foxy. No problem at all. That ain't going to be a problem for Matty Stafford. Toughest guy in the NFL. He's got that Texas. I hope not. I, I hope not, too, because him and Cup on the same page is magic to watch. And then you add in Sean McVay's over-excited, over-analytical. I mean, it's just what they could accomplish. And Aaron Donald's back. It's unbelievable. Can't wait to watch him. Darius, your question for Kay. Great. Hey, great work, you two. Good TV yeah. earlier. Yeah. yeah. Appreciate K for having me on, man. Uh, big year, obviously, huge year coming up, but we got a huge fantasy draft tonight. I know you're the OG in fantasy advice. So I need some fantasy one-on-one yeah. -on -one yeah, right cool. now for me and my teammate, Gertie. What do you need? I need some advice. K, we don't know shit about the boss. I don't know yet. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. we don't know anything. Like so me, sleeper. So me, None of you play so me, AJ, and Darius do not. We are being forced into Bruce's league today, <laughs> and we are about to get you know laps run around us. We all have teammates, but our teammates okay. happen to be the worst in the office. So we're just talking about just basic shit here, K. 101. So, okay. We got the draft tonight, 8 p.m., yeah. Twitter Spaces. Two kicker right. league and a punter. So, Two kicker league yes. and a punter. Okay, this is a big Who deal. Has, whoever has the second pick should trade down before the draft even starts because the second pick trade. is the suckiest spot to be in because everyone's going to take Jonathan Taylor first overall. And then at number two, you sit there and you say, you say, should Derrick Henry go? Is he going to come back and get all the carries and stay healthy? Do I go with Justin Jefferson, who's almost a sure thing? 
Or do I go Christian McCaffrey, who if he stays healthy, he blows everybody out of the water. So it depends on what's your appetite for risk. Do you have to go right? running back? Um, I think so. I think you should definitely start with a running back, and I wouldn't take, obviously, the old rule. I'm an old grandma when it comes to this, but quarterbacks late. Do you know that for the first time ever, Aaron Rodgers is ranked as the 13th? The disrespect. The because yeah. this guy's in the in the jungle doing ayahuasca. Yeah, we're really <laughs> okay. You know what I mean? Hey, I was in the jungle too. Okay, and I, yeah, no, but here, uh, it's crazy because people, he's never been outside the you know as a healthy quarterback. He's never been outside the top ten. I understand he loses Devonte Adams, but are we not talking about a back-to-back MVP? Like are we not talking? A, an offensive creative mastermind in that thank you yeah. thank you Kay. that's what we You're would welcome. say i saw he was 13th ranked quarterback i definitely knew that before he said it sure. i was like these fucking people i don't know they, is this fantasy or real life because both of them are wrong that's right mm-hmm. and i i don't like it at all how so, much do you get penalized for uh, throwing picks because aaron doesn't throw picks i would imagine that helps in fantasy minus one that ain't it's, shit. Well, you can, it well, depends two, on what your league two. setting yeah it's what your league settings are so wherever you play you should definitely look some of them are four in which case, like, I like James Winston, but I don't like James Winston. Whoa! Whoa! I don't know! Oh, is that because Sean Payton isn't the coach anymore? You hope he just does terrible down there at the Saints? Wow! I will say, no, he was, he was actually really, really performing pretty well. And before he got hurt, I think he was... He had a winning record as a starter. He had more efficient numbers than he ever had in Tampa Bay. I think he could throw a lot. Like, Dennis Allen, defensive-minded coach, I hope he can continue to get the best out of him. I mean, Sean Payton sort of got him to walk that line of aggressive and reckless really, really well. Does that continue? There's there's so many questions with the Saints. Michael Thomas, like, are you top 10? I believe so. Uh, but there's, there's, I don't know. There's James is a wild card. That's why we love him. Yeah, he was Our awesome to watch. I mean, he, he kept his team in the games and the other teams <laughs> in the games. And it was he's the only quarterback in the history of the NFL that's been able to do that week in, week out yep. when he was playing. But he had no eye, couldn't see shit. That's mm-hmm. right. Mm-hmm. Guy couldn't see. He was blind. Got oh, yeah. LASIK. He's a whole new quarterback. Went to Harvard uh, quarterback school with Sean Payton, Drew Brees. He was on Trust Levels, which is a Players Tribune podcast with Mark Ingram and Cameron Jordan. And they told him uh, he's a seventy-six on. Madden and Cam and Mark ran through his stats, his career stats. Sounds like he's got the entire team on his fucking side. They could be a squad. If he's not throwing picks, he's a guy. Yeah. Is he right? I like him and I also like Chris Olave because if you have Michael Thomas and he's healthy i think chris as a rookie is in the best position i think he balls out because he's not going to have all the attention of the defenses we've seen Jameis when Jameis is throwing for tons of yards he can support a top 10 fantasy receiver a top 10 he had chris godwin and mike evans so if michael thomas can do that um olave has got the speed downfield Jameis, it all makes sense i feel like we just got uh sorry about it. your team's gonna fucking lose yeah T-Bud. your team's Jeez. gonna lose <laughs> Nah. You, yeah, AJ, you got no shot. Me shock. and Bill. Me and Bill got this. Yeah, yeah. you guys stink. Yeah, you guys yeah, you are guys fucked. Are the Their team's going to stink. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Ty, your question for Kay Adams. Yeah, Kay, you mentioned that you moved to L.A. in the offseason. Uh, taking the temperature around the stadium kind of the last few days, is it crazy that people are more excited now for Ozzy Osbourne than the game? <laughs> oh, man. Uh, I haven't been near the stadium. When I tell you I moved in the offseason, I moved last weekend while launching the show. I don't have air conditioning. I don't have anything in my name. I don't have the internet at my house. But, well, I don't think you're yeah, allowed to use any of it if you need... had it in California. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no way. Way. Yeah. I'm not allowed to use the internet or energy or anything out there grid. right now, I think. Okay. Welcome to Cali. Welcome to Cali. I'm not, yeah, I'm. it's going to take me a minute to like Cali. I'm that's not, you know, I don't want any Cali hate from anybody, but oh. it's not, I'm much, I'm much more city girl, New York, where I've lived for over 10 years. But uh, I think people are excited. I mean, we got a, 
uh, a nice game on Sunday. Raiders Chargers, I think, will be very exciting because all those Raiders fans that love this, and it'll be exciting tomorrow if not if but for nothing but the Buffalo Bills fans coming and breaking their you know elbows and shins, jumping off you know buses onto tables. They're having a party tonight. Sal Capaccio is oh, yeah. MC. MC, It's yeah. going to be a good time. Connor, your question for Kay. Yeah, Kay, since you are in L.A. now, do you get the sense that maybe if the Rams start a little slow that the Chargers are going to quickly become the team of the town? Or what do you think there? I hope so. I, I mean, Justin Herbert, total MVP candidate stud. Nobody's done what he's done through two yeah. seasons. Not the most vocal leader, but Derwin James is incredible. I caught up with Austin Eckler earlier this week just talking about it and uh, and just the confidence they have in Brandon Staley. And to me, it all comes down to just, did you guys really exercise those Chargers demons? Like, is it done? Or is it still going to creep up like it did? And they're super juiced up to start the season because they, of course, get to take on the Raiders who knocked them out last year. So there's a lot of storylines there. And, and they're, they're just loaded. I mean, Keenan's a character. I've never, you know, I worked for the Rams when I was in St. Louis, like in the Chris Long, Sam Bradford years. And uh, they were never, you know, super supported there because they were losing under Jeff Fisher. You know, we, we know and love. But uh, I would say the Chargers have always had my heart. And now they're, they're loaded. I cannot believe that they're like Super Bowl being talked about or, or even that, you know, the candidacy of Justin Herbert. It's so impressive and such a testament to Brandon Staley. What a badass he is. They're going all in, too. I mean, testament to Telesco and the ownership paying money yeah. to people. J.C. Jackson being out first. Oh, yeah. That's not great Uh-oh. news on the back end, but he'll be there whenever football matters. Yeah, sure. Yeah. How did you, how the fuck did you get here? So you started with the Rams? That's where you, how did you get to? Yeah. So yeah. I worked, so I, uh, Went to Mizzou, which is in Columbia. M I C Z O U. I never went to a football game there. I never went to a football game there. I bartended and waitressed every game day because I would make like a thousand dollars, which just like saved my life and bought me books for the next semester. So I never got. I never went books. to Faroe Field when I was there, but. Um, but I went, so from there I just uh, got into fantasy football, just being competitive. And SiriusXM launched this station. I moved to St. Louis with a boy. And I like, didn't want to be there because I'm from Chicago. But uh, took took a job with the, I took a job with the Rams where I was the girl, not on air. I just wanted to do whatever I could do to get near the team and like in some capacity. And I was the girl that would, no joke, Pat, stand at the Edward Jones Dome, the elephant graveyard of the NFL. I would stand in the tunnel Five feet tall, 100 pounds with a headset, smoke, pyrotechnics, and I'm after whatever speech the coach gives them in the thing, and they're about to come out. I'm holding Smart. like Steven Jackson Smart. back, yeah. like <laughs> while he's trying to, and, and, and they're telling me his name, and they're like, send him, and I'm like getting dragged and like concussed by a helmet. Well, you did a great job. Look at you. Now you're yeah. Yeah. Should have worn a party and cap. Uh, let's go. Let's take a trip back in time a little bit, shall we? Before Gorilla Treks. Sure. Before any trips to Europe or uh-huh. anything like that. Tongue digs your question for Kay. Okay, this question used to be right up your alley. Which 90s sitcom star from the hit TV show Friends uh, reminds you most of an NFL quarterback? <laughs> Oh my God! I don't. What? What a question! What? That was. Uh, that's Good Morning Football. Uh, Ross Keller. <laughs> that is Good Morning Football. Yeah, I know, but I would tee up Shame those up. questions for the goof troop, and then they would like eat that up and spit it out. I wasn't, you know, partaking. Oh, I don't know which friends. Who's a really strange quarterback? 
Uh, Phoebe would be Aaron Rodgers because I feel like she would do it. Bullshit. This one we've learned here. Aaron Rodgers is Phoebe. And he's the 13th ranked fantasy football quarter. It's been a rough convo for Aaron Rodgers. But we know Ross is Rich Gannon. We've known that for years. Rich Gannon, that's kind of quarterback. He's a 90s quarterback. No, 96. Listen to the question, dude. Who's Jen Aniston then? Herbert Stafford, yeah, Joey Burrow. No, Tom Brady. Hey, how do you feel about Joey? Jen does have a few. She's most successful, but she's the winningest. She's the one that stood out, married to somebody. She was married to someone, um, you know, as an equal in Brad Pitt before. I think there's Jen Aniston, like American sweetheart, like absolutely. Rom comedies like Ted Two. It all makes sense. What do you think of Tom? I mean. Situation, anytime, not as a human. Anytime, I mean, that's anytime a whole. you open yourself, yeah. Anytime you open yourself up and you don't show up at an OTA, I mean, Aaron Rodgers did the same thing. Like you're opening yourself up for judgment. Oh. But I, I, you know, at Good Morning Football, I was in a job for six years. By the sixth year, it sort of runs itself. If you need some, you know, you don't have to be on every call. You don't have to micromanage everything. I think he's earned the right to sort of have his time away. But if he's not up to par, people are going to think that he's not all in. What an absurd question for Todd Bowles to be asked, but perception is reality. It's just going to be, I hate the fact that if he's 45 and it catches up to him, and it will at some point, or if the offensive line just isn't what it was and he declines it all in his level of play, people are going to say, he's not all in. But he was all in through controversy on the field, family issues off the field. You know, he went and wasn't, what wasn't he? Wasn't he in Cutter, like on a camel taking a selfie or whatever? And he missed OTA to volunteer camp. And he, he won a Super Bowl he, that year. He so was in Cutter he's, with Dude Perfect. He, he, was, he, he <laughs> was at the World Cup? Was he setting up the World Cup, you think? <laughs> did Ken? you guys just say, did you just say Dude Perfect? That was <laughs> they were in Cutter too. Okay? Yeah. I mean, you were, you, were tracking, you were tracking gorillas or whatever in Rwanda, yeah. having, you know, I mean, incredible sound effects to really bring them in, but <laughs> yeah, Dude Perfect was over there doing trick shots and cut her. People were not happy about <laughs> no, it. They weren't. People I didn't know. I missed that. I missed that headline. But Thank Tom, God. you know, it'll be fascinating. You know, part of me, how's it going to end? Like, we love he that he's obsessed with the game. I just want it to be the storybook that he wants it to be, and that's all I'll say. Yeah, I think it's going to be tough for him to give it up, and that feels like that is the root of all the conversations happening with him on the field and off the field. But if you're almost the MVP last year and you still got a team back, why not go for another run? Excited to watch it. $375 million waiting on him. Okay. Yeah. If that ain't enough to get you to retire, I don't know what will be. Excited to find out. Kay, you are crushing it. We can't wait to watch Up and Adams every day on FanDuel TV before we go live. You're the best. Welcome back. Pat, thank you for always being supportive. You are a bright light in this business, buddy. Thank you. And everybody, thanks, guys. It's so good to see you. Yeah, you guys kind of stink. Thank though. you, Kay. All right. Thank Kay, you, Kay. Kay. Kay, Kay Adams. Thank Love you, Kay. Kay. Thank you, Kay. Kay. Ladies and gentlemen, it is time. And I, I honestly... This is one of the parts of the season that I did miss. Yeah. This is one of the electric factories that I haven't been able to visit for some time because it hasn't been a relevant conversation because the NFL season has not been at full swing. That's right. Shame. Ladies and gentlemen, this man is the authority on ranking teams Mm -hmm. in the NFL. He is the NFL's representative of where teams are ranked week to week of an NFL season. Wow. It gets talked about a lot, gets what? speculated a lot. Fans get pissed. Some decisions are made that we can't see, but only this man can. Mm-hmm. Because he actually wields a thunderbolt. 
That thunderbolt is the power of understanding who's going to go and who's a no. Ladies and gentlemen, the host of the NFL Power Rankings, Dan Zeus. Yeah, Dan Zeus! No one has ever called me an electric factory. So you, speaking of people getting gassed up, this is outrageous. I'm flying right now, Pat. So happy to be back. We're happy you're back into our lives. We saw your first power rankings the other day, and we fucking lost our shit. Yeah. Yeah. It was a standing ovation of full dancers. He's back. Let's go. Let's, Let's go. go. We're judging teams that we know nothing about before the season <laughs> even starts. That's dancers. Come on. That's all Zeus. Let's talk about the season before we get into your first ranking of the of the NFL teams this season. You and Colleen Wolf have launched the NFL Power Rankings podcast. Yeah, oh. First episode went out yesterday, which is what we'll talk about. You can get it wherever podcasts are available. We love Colleen over here. We obviously love you. That's going to be a smashing success, but look for us to probably scrutinize your brain a little bit this season, Dan Zeus. You know, I have no problem with that, and criticism is part of the job. Like, I don't check my mentions for two to three days outside when the publishing first goes out, but it's not some soft... It's because I got to let people let out their anger because I understand, like, who am I? Who is anyone to say your team has no chance? You're 27, you're 28. And I could also say this, just because what you're ranked right now, it doesn't mean I don't think you're any good. Like, I like the Jaguars, for instance, as a team that could surprise people uh, this season. And this time last year, I had the Bengals at 30. So it's like, am I an idiot? Maybe. But also, a lot of the people have the Bengals out, too. That's one of the great things about our league. Dan, 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 you can't have me say everything I just said about you being the authority and wielding a lightning (laughs) bolt. And then you go, oh, it's Super Bowl uh, team. Bengals at 30 last year. It kind of kills your own credibility before we even fucking get started, Dan. Keep that yeah, yourself. no, I guess I kind of bang myself on that one. But I think honesty is important, too, <laughs> in journalism. So I, I just want to say I'm not always perfect, but it's it's just fun, the snapshot of the season early. By the end of the season, of course, the Bengals made a steady march up the power rankings because we saw that team develop. So if you're low in the power rankings now, it doesn't mean that I, as the power rank guys, think you suck. It means that that's where things stand now, but things can change as the season goes on. We got a lot of football coming up. Dan Zeus, why don't you just have one auto reply? Sorry about it. You know, yeah. like, it's not your fault. Boom. You're the authority. That is on them. That's not on you. Good luck with the podcast with Colleen. Uh, we can't wait to keep an eye and an ear on that all season. Let's go ahead and showcase your top 10 here before the season has even okay. started. At number one, you have the Bills. That's the odds on favorite in every single sports book. Are you worried about them going to your number two team, LA? They're two and a half point favorites on the road. Love Josh Allen. Allen, love the Bills. What are you ranking them one for just because everybody else is? Or what do you see in that team that makes them get the win tomorrow night? It just feels like this is it for the Bills. I do think they're the most balanced team. I love the Von Miller move. Um, the Tredavious White being absent is something that's on my radar for this Thursday. And they have two rookies in that secondary that you imagine Sean McVay and Matthew Stafford are itching to take advantage of. So at the same time, do I think that Josh Allen, remember what last time we saw Josh Allen? That man was possessed. He is absolutely a top tier, top three player in this league. And I think we could have a fun shootout potentially in this game. But yeah, I think it's a tough one, especially when you know that McVay in his career on uh, in openers is 5-0 and and they outscore their opponent like 32 to 16 on average. So the Rams are going to be ready. And the Bills, after getting gassed up throughout the summer, they can't lay an egg here. They would look make the power rankings look bad. They'd make the people in Western New York sad. Let's hope the Bills show up. I think they will. We can't have that. Nope. Sal yeah. Capaccio is sad. 
Hey, Dan Zeus, I'm looking at number three there, the Niners. Do you have a lot of faith in Trey Lance to put them there? We know the team around them should be really good, but we're just not sure what they have yet in the young quarterback. This was, uh, I think, a lot of drawback here on uh, Niners at three. Yeah, that I would say initially the most pushback I got is Niners at three and whatever. Like, I love the Niners. I love that defense was top 10 DVOA, according to Football Outsiders last year, without creating a lot of turnovers. So that's that side of the ball. I believe in offensive side of the ball. Yeah, Lance is a little bit of a projection. Of course he is. But at the same time, when the Jimmy Garoppolo news came out, that was not great news for uh, Trey Lance. You, You understand, like. Everything you read and hear is that locker room loves Jimmy Garoppolo. He's a winner and he's a good dude and all that. Uh, But while Trey Lance might feel a little extra pressure, if he's the real deal, he's going to ball out and it won't matter who's behind him. But the good news for the Niners that makes me even more confident of them as a top three team, even if Lance does struggle, now you have that security blanket and Garoppolo, a guy that's taking you to the Super Bowl before. But in general, I don't have him at number three if I don't think that Kyle Shanahan thinks that Trey Lance could be special. And just think about it. If Lance does hit the ground running and he's a baller, this team is better than anybody in the league, potentially. I don't want to go backwards here, but Rams beat the Bills. Is it immediate a flip-flop at the top, or is that not how Dan Zeus does his rankings? Uh, yeah, that would probably necessitate a flip-flop unless something oh, strange wow. happens. Yeah. Zeus. Okay, your question, Darius, for Man, I'm still shocked at this uh, Niners at three. But I'm going to go down to oh, nine. Chargers right under the Broncos. A lot of moving parts with the Broncos. Obviously, Russ coming in. A lot of people coming back in that Chargers flow, and they obviously reloaded on defense. Why nine under the Broncos there? And Niners. Yeah. If the yeah, Niners AFC West, obviously, I think I have them packed together, and then the Raiders right outside there, the top ten. I Here's the thing about the Chargers. It's all there. And – you try not to think and get yourself all boxed in with Chargers going to Charger. It always seems to happen, but you just love what they've done on both sides of the ball. And I think, like, we had our NFL.com article you put out the week before the season, make your predictions for awards. I have Herbert as my MVP, and yeah, I think right. you, you you say that this is, got, this is a guy that is as special as it gets in his first two years. And when you take an elite, truly superstar quarterback with a really good roster – I think this is a year the Chargers do make that move, and I think they could even beat out the Chiefs for the division. Uh, But I've shown respect right now for the Chiefs, keeping them ahead of the mix in that division. But the Chargers, obviously, a ton of upside there. Danzus, so you got the Niners at three because you think Shanahan will figure it out. You got Herbert as your MVP in the Chargers at nine with a whole team loaded around him. I mean – Every sentence that comes out of your mouth makes me wonder what the fuck's going on. <laughs> yeah, honestly, is, is this this? Uh, do you battle for this? Like, you got the Buccaneers at four, the Bengals at five, Packers, Chiefs, Broncos, Chargers, Ravens round out the top ten. There is it a constant battle on where you're putting everybody, everything? Absolutely. I mean, it's a struggle that that top ten that you're looking at there. To me, any of those teams makes sense as a Super Bowl team. And when you asking me about these teams. Like I can talk about them in a way where I could see them as being a number one team potentially because they have that type of upside. So, yeah, even if I have these teams lower in the top 10, I love them all, but they got to go in a certain order. And a team like the Rams that's battle tested and has that a lot of that roster coming back, they're going to get a little more love than the Chargers, who I have to view with a little bit of suspicion or the Ravens, who I really like their roster and the idea of Lamar Jackson being back healthy in a bounce back year with John Harbaugh. But also, I can't I'm not going to put them up at number three because we got to see them like show that they're back 
in the early part of the season. Well, and, you know, who knows about that contract? Yeah. Sure. Connor, your question for Dan Zeus. Yeah, Dan Zeus, I damn near tore apart my apartment when I saw you had the Patriots at 18 just because <laughs> I respect your ranking so much, and I basically am almost counting them out for the whole entire season. Is that because there's no OC in play caller? And can you possibly see the Patriots being maybe that Bengals team of this year's power rankings for you? Yeah, so you were mad about 18. Yeah, I was. Okay, because it's weird because I kind of I, I'm more into the Patriots than I feel most of the national media is all you've read. And so the local media up there in New England as well. Tom Curran called the offense a vehicle with square wheels yeah, he's a, he's uh, a as they as they as they <laughs> install a new offense. Here's the thing. Yes. Do I think there's a little bit of a ceiling right now and reason to be concerned as you put in a brand new offense and you have Joe Judge prominently involved and Matt Patricia? Sure, but I think a little too much has been made of that when you got the guy in the big chair, Belichick, here to figure it out. I think they could have, even in the best of times, as you know, Connor, as well as anyone, sometimes the Pats would come out of the gate a little slower as they figured things out. And then by then they would rip off the seven straight wins November into December and off they roll into the playoffs. I think that could be a possibility because you just get the vibe that the offense is going to be a work in progress here initially. Uh, but I really like Mac Jones, and I thought he was Ooh. the best rookie quarterback last year. They're going to be okay. I think they're fighting for a, a playoff spot. I think they are a wild card team potentially, which I haven't seen a lot of people picking them to get that far. So was, I'm with you, kind of Connor. Yeah, I mean they could be a team. They could figure it. Out. You, you say Shanahan's going to figure it out. I just I assume much like you, I think Belichick's going to figure it out. I'm happy I don't have to rank everybody in the top 32. When you release this list, this was your tweet. I don't know if you write it or somebody else does. Yeah. It is an impossible and, frankly, unfair task to expect someone to put NFL teams in accurate ranking order before a game has even been played. And yet, I've done it. 32 for 32. Football is back, and so are the power rankings. That sounds Dog. like Dan's Hey, Dan's you know it, huh? You fucking know you're yeah. the guy. That's awesome. That's you look it, in the man. mirror, you say, hey, there's the guy. <laughs> there you know is. it, huh, Dan? <laughs> I've, I've learned through doing this. I think this is my fourth season. They're 34, 32 for 32 because I believe it. That, that's what I think it is. And if you disagree, you are welcome to mother F me down there in the comments and oh, yeah. the tweets. I don't oh, yeah. care. Oh, yeah. That doesn't matter. I feel confident about where things are. And I, and I love doing the power rankings. And I love McAfee gang uh, you. You know, having me on. It's, it's fun. But you have to have confidence and you got to have thick skin. Or it's going to drive you crazy. Yeah, I'd assume you got to have skin like warm Dylan. That's right. Uh, Darius, what were you going to say? You're a motherfucker. <laughs> no, I mean, that, that that three pick is still driving me crazy. I want to know who's at 30, Dan. Who's at 30 right now? Might put who's a, at 30? Might, might sprinkle see. a little something for a Super Bowl run. Yeah, because Bengals last year in your ranking was at 30. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I got the commanders at 30 right now. Oh, we are not going to bet on Yikes. them. Yeah. Yeah. Not going to bet on them. And, and, the commanders I don't see being magical, but I – yeah, the team in this in this bottom 10, 12, as I kind of alluded to earlier, is the Jaguars. I just think they have a lot of things that could click into place yep. that they could be contending sure. for a playoff spot uh, potentially uh, this season. I don't see – I think the Bengals, what happened with them last year was just so much fun and, and, and great to watch. And my great friend who passed away last January on the Around the NFL podcast, uh, my partner Chris Wessling, was from the west side of Cincinnati. And we that was such a great ride for us on the podcast to kind of remember Wes – but I also think that Cincinnati team's a once-in-a-decade type situation. Wow. I don't know if we have that type of team playing in the Super Bowl, <laughs> but 
the Jaguars playing for, fighting for a playoff spot, I'm into. They got an indoor practice facility. They sold sponsorship to their stadium. Yeah. They are a business yeah. now. That ain't a once in a day. Dan Zeus, you're you're out of line right now. I will let you know. I mean, I, <laughs> Niners at three. Cincinnati Bengals are dead. I mean, I guess we'll watch it all unfold, but we already know it's going to happen because Dan Zeus with his lightning sword. Go ahead, AJ. Dan Zeus, where do you have the, the Raiders, and don't you think they may be a team that could fly up your charts once the season starts? Yeah, Raiders fans, of course, they're fired up because I have them fourth amongst the division teams. I, I, I like the Raiders, um, but do I – here's what I like about the Raiders. I love, obviously, Devontae Adams being Damn, there. what are you yeah. – Josh what, McDaniels what's that calling all, plays. What's that, what's that all uh, – uh, what do I like? Uh, what's that? You don't like the Raiders? Oh Dan Zeus has what it sounded like right there a little bit. I like them, all right. I mean, number 11 is, is kind of a lukewarm endorsement of them being a potential powerhouse. I'd say that's where I feel about them. I really like Darren Waller as a bounce-back guy. And if, if you get that top-tier Waller and Adams is the Packers Adams, Derek Carr is going to eat and throw 35 to 38 touchdowns, Whoa, and that offense is going to score points. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll see. Can they get enough stops on D? I don't know. You got the Colts at 12. I remember last year you said, what, 13 was the spot where you don't know? Like, isn't that where you put Twilight zone, yeah. Yeah, 13 is the spot where you don't know where you put people. You got the Colts at 12. You think it's big bounce back here in Dan Zeus's brain, huh, for the I Colts? I like it. And you know, Pat, like Shaq Leonard, Shaquille Leonard, that he's such a big part of this. He, they need, he needs to come back from that back injury, that surgery, and be healthy and anchor that defense. And if that happens... Then you start looking at the other side of the ball. Pittman could become an, a, a true like pro ball, all pro type talent. Hell I yeah. think he's got number one wide receiver potential. And Matt Ryan, I know this has been the summer of windmill and 360s and tomahawk dunks on Carson Wentz because everybody kind of seems to dislike the guy as a player at Hell least. Yeah. Whoa. So, Whoa, who's doing that? I, it's out there. You know that, Pat. It's Who? out there. Who? The, guy in, the guy in Washington. Streets talking. Carson Wentz is not a popular guy, so I think some of the streets. Matt Ryan, uh, the pumping the up of Matt Ryan has been maybe a little overdone. I don't think we're getting the 2016 version of him, but I think he'll be absolutely a better version of the quarterback play they had last year. And I, I do see the, the Colts as the division winner. I like them in the uh, South. Jeez, this show geez. doesn't like the windmill dunk no. on Carson. We like to have a fair, accurate thing. But you just Good. said, well, Matt Ryan's going to be uh, what, much better than whatever X. happened last year. I mean, that's – Dan, you've – you. it's hard for you just not to bury everybody because you're old Zeus. You're the fucking guy. Is that the yeah. thing? Chargers are going to charge her. That's what you said yeah. earlier. Uh -huh. Then he buried old Carson Wentz here. Dan Zeus, how'd you get into this game? Have you just been an NFL lifer here? Been a fan watching it? How'd you get into yeah, the judgment I, game? <laughs> yeah, well, the judgment game, that was kind of – that was. I've been at NFL.com now since 2010, and – eventually the gig opened up and i was like oh that looks fun i want to try that so that's how i got into the rankings game and it's been a lot of fun and uh yeah you know i i think i talked about it last time on i grew up in new york as a jets fan and maybe that's where if you're sensing yeah. too much pessimism sense, uh sure. pat that that might give you a lot of uh, insight into why sometimes i look at the glass half full of certain teams uh but i just i love football i've loved it since i was a kid and I'm just lucky to write and talk about it. Yeah, we're lucky to have you, Dan Zeus. I mean, without you, how would we know who's the best and who's the worst? Tone digs your question for Dan Zeus. <laughs> yeah, Mr. Zeus. Uh, let's. I mean, it's easy to talk about the the good teams. Who's the worst? Give me the worst. Like, let's fucking talk about the worst team. Jeez, yeah. I, well, I, if you that means 32, and that's the Bears for me right now. Oh, oh, come on. Oh, the hell. And this is like the sometimes Bears. it feels like piling on, and like I don't want to windmill dunk on the Bears because that city is a great city with great fans and Thank when's you. the last time there's been an exciting chicago oh, bears man. team this year it's been 
<laughs> Two, all right, Devin maybe. I would love it. Cole Komet, I like that. David Montgomery, Darnell Mooney. There's some pieces, but I just hope, this is my fear, is that this time next year, Uh-oh. when Dan Zeus has to write the blurb for the Bears, <laughs> I'm writing it's year three, and we still haven't, it doesn't feel like we've given Justin Fields a, a true shot to show who he is yet. I hope that's not the case. I hope this is a year of progress, Thanks, but the, the <laughs> roster right now, it needs more work. This is a work in progress. I hope Fields falls out, but it's a big challenge for him. It is a transition year for a young quarterback. Two years in the NFL, two head coaches, play callers, offense coordinator systems. Yeah. That's a great way to start. You know, a lot of great careers obviously start that way, but right. Justin Fields seems to be a guy who can handle it all. 32 out of 32 is not a good spot to be, especially for the third largest city in the United States of America, but... That's why they're going to Arlington to get this stink off them from That's Chicago. Right. Ty, your question for Dan Zeus? Dan Zeus, sticking in the NFC North, I uh, see so you have the Packers at six there. Are you not really worried about any of the inexperience at wide receiver? And obviously the Packers' defense is maybe as good as it's been in the last, like, ten years or so. Uh a lot of people were kind of picking the Packers to go to the Super Bowl, you know, a couple weeks ago, and I feel like they've maybe eased up on that. And now the Vikings are kind of getting some of that steam. Uh, what do you see with the the Packers moving forward? Yeah, I I think a lot of people were kind of stunned by what happened in January and how the offense struggled so much in that loss to San Francisco. And then you see Devontae Adams leave town. But I still feel really good about him. Like you said, the roster, the defense is absolutely stacked. And then you look on the other side of the ball, and it's the back-to-back MVP, Rodgers. So I think there's a bit of projection that he's going to figure it out. Now, they haven't always been able to develop wide receivers beyond Adams. So that's where you could say – all right, hold up here. I mean, you have Christian Watson in the building, Romeo Dobbs. Like you, you must need one of those guys to be a dude this year, Hell or yeah. you imagine Rodgers is going to struggle. But he's talking them up. He, I know he said it, talked about it on your show. Like they, they believe in these kids and think they're going to make a an impact. Nick Allen Lazard needs to step up. Can Sammy Watkins stay healthy? Has Randall Cobb got anything left in the tank? I mean, they have a great running game, a great defense, a good offensive line, and an all time quarterback. They're the, they're the NFC North champions. Come on now. Hell yeah, Dan Zeus, you're so good at what you do. That was a hell of a promo right there for the Green Bay Packers, just as you had enough information to bury the Bears mm-hmm. and the Chargers and the Raiders. <laughs> we appreciate your big brain, and we appreciate the big responsibility that you play solely mm-hmm. on your own shoulders to be the authority on ranking teams in the NFL. We appreciate you. Can't wait to talk to you again soon, pal. Appreciate you guys. Thank you. How was your offseason? Pretty good? Great. Great. Yeah, good time with the family back on the Jersey Shore and – now we're in it. We're sure. all the way back in it, and I'm ready for football. Danzis, you're not a guy that just smokes copious amounts of marijuana? No? Not your style? No, it's not my thing at all. I never, I'm like one of those guys where that makes me paranoid. And I did just Tito's and soda. Let's do it. What? Hey, we need to have <laughs> a Tito's and soda sometime, especially as what? we argue with that one team in the top 10 that you deliberately fuck with so everybody lose their mind. Ah, we don't know. We're not sure if that's Interesting. the case or not. We appreciate you. Good luck with the new podcast, the Power Rankings Podcast with Colleen Wolf. First episode debuted yesterday, wherever you find your podcast. We'll talk to you soon, ladies and gentlemen. Dan Zeus. That's a lot of fucking responsibility. Yeah, it yeah. is. When did it become Power Rankings instead of just ranking the teams? Well, they used to be basic bitch-ass rankings, and then they hit the gym, unlike Darius Butler. Hey, (laughs) this guy tried to tear our entire gym apart over here, AJ. You'd love to hear that. What do you mean? He was working out, just getting after it? He was. He was getting after it. We were having a little pump sesh over there, (laughs) real quick little pump sesh. He does a uh, military press, starts hammering it out, 
And then he goes to re-rack it, misses the side, boom, Jeez. bang, bang, Move boom, and then this way, want the other thing. It was, a, we'll make everybody sign liability shit before they walk into Hawkeye. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm glad he didn't get hurt. I mean, I, that's that's how people get hurt. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I got a good, good show. Can we get him a spotter next time? I was just there. some fucking clamps. Yeah, you, we have you clamps. clamps. We don't know Can't find them. Jeez. But that's on me. I put it left up. That's on me. We can't find the place. Yeah. No, yeah, I think we use it for the setup in here. It's yeah, it might be up. holding something. Yeah. Up. It might be holding the ceiling up right now. <laughs> we do need clamps for a Hawkeye, so put that in your little list. Yeah, Thunderdome looks good, dude. Does it? I mean, there's so much going on right now. I can't wait till we just settle in and talk. Like, yeah, when my schedule just settles in, and yeah. this, I don't want to make this about me, but fuck, I'm the one living my life, so I saw. <laughs> let you guys have your thoughts on your sure. lives as well. It would be great just to settle into the NFL season right now. Dealing with contractors and the finishing of uh, construction, yeah. Zeno yeah. just said something in my ear that I learned just a few days ago that fucking completely. I mean, just. It stopped me right in my track, stumped me, and said, would anybody have thought of this? There's no light switches in the fucking thing. Everything's a motion detector because that is what the company that wanted to do, make it look like super high. So I go into my office for the first time, and we don't have the furniture in there yet. It's pitch black, and then I'm like standing there for a second, turn around, and then his fucking lights just turn on. I'm like, oh, my God. They're like, yeah, it's motion detector. I'm like, well, I motioned. For half a fucking room here, it didn't do anything, <laughs> and then it came out of nowhere. And sometimes I like the lights off. Am I going to be sure? Yeah. Can I get a light switch? Oh, we'll put one in. We'll put one in. So then we go downstairs, walk into the building. I'm like, so is there like a li no light switch? Everything is. We've paid obviously top dollar to have yeah. motion detector lights, and it's like, is there any way we could just turn in a? Uh, how far do you got to walk in to turn on the lights the whole building? You got to walk down a pitch black uh, uh, hallway <laughs> currently. Then you got to get around a, around a bend around another side to hit a uh, light thing that has five options on it. So Okay. I mean, it's very, everything's. A lot of that stuff gets way too complicated. Fucking you don't say. Easy. Yeah, you know, I mean, it's it, great job has been done. That place is fucking hilariously mm -hmm. awesome. It's been a lot of hard work. CFO Phil and Tim are literally there right now building stuff and piecing it together. It's been a lot. But there's just so many things that happen in a big project like that that uh, it's just, how did that even become a... Who agreed to the... We got sinks that have no front. We have, we have like, state-of-the-art sinks. God damn it. What do you mean? <laughs> they have no front. They're, like, art, they're super artsy, artsy. sinks. Oh, yeah. The water just runs in the ground? No. Well, science says it doesn't, but I'll, you put your hands there, I think it's right on the ground but i assume it was top dollar it was fucking when it was decided like this is the best sink of all time and then we see it all for the first time tim phil everybody that was basically there included is like this this is not a sink <laughs> this is this is just like kind of a splash thing almost what's this and so oh, we'll get a new one and uh when's that gonna be uh january okay so we got oh, no okay. sinks but it's been a hell of a project I'm very thankful it's coming to uh, close. I'm happy that we're going to be moving in there very soon. I'm thankful for everybody's hard work. But I'm, I'm pumped for that type of shit to not be, be in done. my life. I'm excited for that. Just like Lamar Jackson, all negotiations are done. You know, once season starts, uh -huh. there's no more of those. Let's play ball. Kind of settling in. Like, I'm very excited for it. That's why I'm so thankful, I think, for tomorrow. And before we get there, we got to make our predictions. Here we go. Hell yeah. Let's run around these divisions real quick and pick our winners. Myself, AJ, and Darius will do that. Um, I think most of our answers probably be similar. And if we go chalk just with the favorites, I, I'm not embarrassed of that no, at no, all. No, shouldn't, shouldn't be. And there's been people that have parlayed our picks in the past. Ooh. This is a great parlay. Probably have massive odds. It might yeah, pay off for you five, should. six months for you for now. AFC North, me. 
Bengals. Ooh. Okay. AJ Hawk, your pick Come for on. the winners. I was taking Bengals all along, too. Okay, sounds like okay. this is how this is going to go again. Yeah. I thought you were taking oh, Ravens. you like? Sure. Uh, Darius, your pick? I got Baltimore. Okay, Baltimore okay. ends. Lamar oh, yeah. trying to get a massive bag. Yeah. If the deal doesn't get done by Sunday, they say it won't happen. Baltimore is the favorite to win that. And I got a lot of faith in Lamar. I love Lamar. But the Bengals is the Bengals. I, I don't know what we're even yeah. – at this point, the Bengals is the Bengals. Jo- champ. Joey Burrow, who will be joining us tomorrow Whoa. at 12.15 Eastern Standard Time. Let's First go. appearance on this show will be tomorrow for Joey Burrow. I met him in real life. Cool. You see everything he does, cool. There's no reason to think he'll be a one-hit wonder. They bring in an offensive line to protect him. He's still got Jamar. They got their defense. Why not the Bengals? I don't know. They're building an indoor facility. I like him. Let's go to the AFC South. Colts, obviously, favorite and going to win it. Darius? Whoa, whoa. I'll go Colts, too. I'll go Colts. Okay, AJ? Yeah, I was thinking Titans, but I'm going Colts here. I don't love it now. Shit. That's tough. <laughs> let's go Colts. Matt yeah. Ryan, let's go. Matty so, Ice. The end of it. AFC East, Buffalo Bills, we're all on the same page. Ooh. I'm going to go left here. I'm going to go Dolphins. Do it, AJ. Hey, I like it. You like it? You really I mean, we're going to learn a lot I'm more here. Dolphins, yeah. The, the, a lot of moving parts. Everybody's on that Bills bandwagon, so that is enough for me to jump off. So I'm going Dolphins. Okay. Fuck. I wouldn't advise anyone to tell me, though. This is purely a Dolphin. AJ? Oh. I do like the pick from Darius, but I will take the Bills here. Okay, Fuck. I like the Dolphins as well, by the way. Uh, no Patriots choices. That's where the Patriots want to be. AFC West, go ahead, AJ. You go first. You know what? I'm going to take Chargers here. Jay? Chargers. Wow. Take the Raiders. That's what I was thinking. I was either yeah. Raiders or Chiefs in my eyes. Let's, I mean, that's a toss-up ride. almost in, this, in, the, in the West. Well, I mean, believe me, Russell Wilson fucking walking out of his house looking like a goddamn angel from heaven in his white good man brand linen costume, yep. walking to a Rolls Royce, let's ride, just ran through my head, rode through my head 20, like <laughs> yeah. 30 times while I was yeah. looking at this. Do it. Probably should have done a little bit more prep and not just made this decision on the spot. All right, give me the, uh, yeah, give me the Kansas City Chiefs. Wow. Okay. Yeah, they're still the Chiefs. The Chiefs uh-huh. are still the Chiefs. NFC North, uh, we all, we're all in the Green Bay Packers, right? Yeah. Yep. Easy. That's easy. Everybody in the room almost. Yeah. NFC South. Go ahead, AJ. I got to go with old Tampa Tom here for sure. Okay, Darius. Give me Jameis and the Saints. Me too. I'm going with the the Saints Saints as well. Although I think Panthers, if Baker can stay healthy and Christian can stay, that's a lot. It's a lot. (laughs) I'm going to stay out. I'm going to stay out. I like the Panthers. They got them at plus 1,000. That's that's wild. But uh, yeah, Saints. Tampa still makes playoffs. Yeah. Tampa mm-hmm. still makes playoffs. Tampa's still a problem for everybody in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. I think Saints go on a run here. NFC East, who do you like, Darius? Easily the Eagles here. Easily. Hurts. AJ? Dallas Cowboys. Give me the New York football fuck no. <laughs> nah, I can't do it. No offense, Giants. I apologize. This is two days in a row where I've dunked on the Giants. <laughs> no, I suck. And I don't mean to do so, but you all recognize where you're at. If you guys get four or five wins, you'll be pumped. If you get six or seven, you're stuck with Daniel Jones for at least another couple of years. Yep. It's a whole situation in New York. Don't mean to say anything. Commanders could surprise people because Carson can play. 
Hey, Carson can play. Mm, yeah. Very, very, very good. The Dallas Cowboys got big Mike McCarthy. There's a clip of him this morning chit-chatting about how he loves, mm -hmm. he loves his relationship with Jerry Jones. I don't want to steal it from him. This was big Mike McCarthy talking about him and Jerry Jones' relationship this morning, which makes it very difficult for me not to pick the Dallas Cowboys. Run that thing, Foxy. I don't look at nervous as being a, you know, that's why I'm saying it the way I'm saying it. It's, I don't think it's a negative. You know, I, I think all energy... You know, Jerry thinks all news is good news. I think all energy is good energy. So, I mean, that's, you know, right. yeah. we kind of meet halfway there. But that's another topic. But, uh, hey, Jerry, this ain't good news. That's what Mike McCarthy yeah. has had to say to Jerry when Jerry goes, now, listen, Mike, we can turn this. This is fucking yeah. bad news. Uh, that is a hilarious picture into their relationship that started the first night, right? The first press conference, Mike McCarthy and Jerry Jones sitting up there on the table, obviously hung over, fucking got after it the night before at Jerry's house. It was alluded to in the press conference. Mike McCarthy also said, I told Jared I fucking watch every snap from last game. Yeah. <laughs> I did not do that, obviously. <laughs> so I enjoy that relationship. I like the Dallas Cowboys this year a lot more than any other year, especially with Zeke and Dak trying to do their thing. Too many fucking dogs in Philadelphia. Give me the Eagles. Give me Sirianni. And now for the NFC West, a division that has been you know, talked about for the last couple years is Murderer's Row. The reigning Super Bowl champions are in there. Number three overall team in Dan Zeus's power rankings are in that division. AJ, we'll start with you. Who do you like in the NFC best, the NFC beast, the NFC West? This one definitely is a little difficult for me between the Rams and the Niners, but I'm going Rams here. Darius. I'm going Rams. Give me the Rams. Clean oh. sweep. Give me the Rams. Take the Seahawks. Okay, that's a no. <laughs> that's going to be a no for me just to win the division. So that's that's big. Those are big yeah. odds. I mean, just Sheesh. to win the division plus 2,000. Sheesh. It's, I'll take a flyer. Yeah. I mean, on. the Falcons are plus 32 plus fucking hundred. Yeah, that's yeah. absurd. They have no face no. in fucking. Everyone he, thinks they're going to be terrible. Artie Smith was getting into it with somebody. Uh, they asked about Desmond Ritter or something. And they kept following up about how many ones or how many reps he'll get with the ones or whatever. And Arthur is like, we're not doing this every day. Okay. He's not started like, I'm not doing this every single day with you. I enjoyed it. But all right. So we got our picks in for the division. Now it's time to do the MVP. Now it's time to pick the MVP. Here's the odds. Josh Allen is leading the way at plus 700. Patrick Mahomes at plus 800 with Tom Brady. Justin Herbert plus 900. Aaron Rodgers at a plus 1,000. Joey B, who will be on tomorrow. Russell Wilson, Matthew Stafford, Dak Prescott. Round out the top eight here, I believe. Nine, three, six, eight, nine. Top nine here. Darius, your selection for the MVP. Justin Herbert. You already know, no surprises here. I'm going Justin Herbert. Love him. Love him. Everything about him. Everything about him. What about the fact that they have not even made the playoffs yet? And anything like that scare you or no? no. Close games, they end up losing, don't they? Isn't that yeah. like kind of yeah. the... You know, Brandon Staley, rookie uh, head coach, like super, super aggressive. But I do like um, how much he goes with the analytics, how much he trusts his quarterback in that offense. Um, you know, another year together, and then they just loaded up on defense. So, um, but... I like Herbert, man. I like the Chargers a lot, too. These were just questions that would be asked about picking Justin Herbert over somebody like Josh Allen or Patrick Mahomes. AJ, who are you picking? I like A-Rod here, man. I, I just think, honestly, we, I think he's got chip on his shoulder. He's got the plant medicine coursing through his veins. Hell I think yeah. he does it for a third time in a row. Ayahuasca a couple years ago finds his love for football again, finds his love for himself, goes on to win a couple MVPs. 
has another experience down there in the jungle with more ayahuasca. Mm-hmm. He's doing Aaron Rodgers Tuesday again, which is fantastic. Seems to be in a more coaching leadership role with the team, so he's probably in a clear headspace. Feels like he has a little bit more authority that he has earned around town. Mm-hmm. He's getting back to, to back, back to back. back. Aaron Rodgers at plus 1,000. Everybody knew that's who we were going to pick. Darius, I respect your choice. Josh (laughs) Allen obviously is high on everybody's charts Mm -hmm. because of how the season ended last year. 58-yard flick of the wrist in 30-degree weather for, I mean, just a beautiful seed from Josh Allen. He is the prototype. He's 6'6", 245, runs a 4'5", can jump over everybody, can throw the ball forever, understands the game well. The team is built around him, so it's a – Obvious reason why he's the odds-on favorite. Patrick Mahomes, already been there. Tom Brady on another revenge tour. Is he coming back on his last year to win an MVP? Almost won it last year. All great choices. All great choices. Has there ever been a three-peat winner at MVP? Back-to-back-to-back. I don't know. That's a great question. Sheesh, that's no way. I don't think so. You know who knows the answer to that? Aaron Rodgers. You would know. Didn't Brett won two, right? Yeah, definitely. Yep, too. Did he win three in a row? Did Favre win three 95, in a row? 95, 96, 97. He's the only one. Okay, so Aaron's, so Aaron's definitely getting it. So that is that is Ooh. definitely happening. You know, that is probably something. Yes. All right, sweet. <laughs> Even better. Well, we just want it's plus a thousand two right now. If you would like to get a little bit of the action, let's go with offensive MVP player of the year. Um, Jonathan Taylor leads the way for everything, and um, Justin Jefferson. Yeah, it goes across the top. Mm-hmm. Holy shit, I just got a photo from the uh, from Thunderdome. They have not added light switches, but there is <laughs> TVs that are turned on and ready oh, to go. We, go. we are getting all, very close. Justin Jefferson, so high. That, that's so interesting to me because this is a non-quarterback offensive award here. Yeah, that, right? Much, the MVP yeah. is the quarterback award. Offensive MVP is who has a great, outstanding offensive year that isn't a quarterback. So I'm going to go with Jonathan Taylor. How you doing? Keep moving. Matt Ryan knows the assignment. He's going to hand that fucking ball off. We got the offensive line. He was great last year. He's only going to get better. Uh, I think Matt Ryan's not going to check out any plays. I got Jonathan Taylor, not only because he's the favorite, his hometown guy, because it's the right choice. AJ, your decision. I like Devontae Adams here for this. Man, you think Derek's just going to feed him, huh? I think Josh McDaniels is an unbelievable play caller. I think they're going to find a way to get this dude open. I think even if he's not open, he'll still make plays. And he's got Darren Waller, Hunter Renfro, and numerous other people taking a little bit of attention away from him on the defensive side and the game planning side. He might be more open and have more one-on-ones than he's ever had in his entire NFL career. That's a problem. Derek Carr, great quarterback. Will he be able to keep up? Will he be able to feed everybody? We shall see. Devontae Adams, plus 2,000 right Mm. now. That sounds like a great bet, actually. Darius, your choice? I'm a big fan of continuity here uh, between the two LSU receivers, Jefferson. But I'm going to go with Jamar Chase. Better value, plus 3,000. Second year with Burrow, really third year, including college. So, uh, me Jamar Chase. Hard to double as well. Good receivers around him. So, uh, me Jamar. He would dress awesome at the award ceremony. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He uh, would dress so. Swag. He has great fashion, great swag. He buys Joey Burrow's clothes. Yeah, he does. Yeah. So, everything nice. we see Joey um, Burr walk mm-hmm. into stadiums wearing – uh, Jamar Chase is bought for. Okay. Nice. Isn't that amazing? Like it. 
Joe says he doesn't even look at it. He just, oh, yeah, whatever. It's okay, chemistry. Yeah, I'm just going to put it on. Wherever that's it. trust. He looks super cool. He's got that curly hair. He's yeah. on tomorrow 12 15. I don't know mm-hmm. how many more times I need to say it. Very excited. Very excited, Chuck. Yeah, you should. I think so. I think mm-hmm. it's a great choice. What's his odds right now, Jamar Chase? Plus, Plus 3,000. That's a lot of good, good. tasty. Yeah, sure. yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, let's go to Defensive Player of the Year here. This is somebody It's an absolute game record. TJ Watt was last year's Defensive right. Player of the Year. Bye. This year, Miles Garrett is the odds-on favorite. AJ, we'll uh, let you start this thing as the all-time leading tackler for the Green Bay Packers. Who do you think is going to have a massive year? I think Nick Bosa is going to have a big year, but I'm not going to pick him for this award right now. I have to go Aaron Donald. I think he gets off to a fast start tomorrow night. Um, Darius Butler, your thought? Damn, I was thinking Nick Bosa too, but I'm going to defensive rookie of the year last year. I think he follows that up with an even better year. Ooh. Michael Parsons, Man. Dallas Cowboys. That's who I was, defensive good pick. That's who I was going to pick, so I don't want to pick the same person. Let's zoom in a little bit here. Give me Where's Chandler Jones at? Is he even on there? No, I got a max Crosby on there somewhere. There he is, plus six thousand. Oh shit! It's pretty tasty. Give me Chandler Jones. Okay. Give me, give me Chandler Jones. If you look at his stats, I think everybody's going to go, "Holy fuck! How is this guy not?" the top of this thing, going to a new home, has a new chip on his shoulder, has a team around him, has Crosby that can eat blocks on the other side. Look for Chandler Jones to have a disgusting year this year. What are his odds? 6,000. 6, fucking 6, love it. Let's go. Diva, can Jair Alexander six plus 6,000 win defense MVP? Me could. It's just so tough at that corner position. Yeah. We got uh, you know, the last guy who's done it with the Colts here with Gilly Lock. But it's, mm-hmm. it's really tough to do at that corner position. Well, is TJ White? White. He has a chance to go back-to-back here. Yeah, I don't oh, see hell yeah. His brother did. None of us picked him. What's that all about? We don't like TJ? Oh, that's weird. You don't love like TJ? TJ? Love TJ. <laughs> Doesn't sound like Love him. TJ. Well, I hope they're not playing from behind at all. Somebody said. Oh, they're going to be chasing, you think? Mm-hmm. I don't want teams to run the ball. Oh, too much even more, Chandler Jones. You got Patrick throwing a lot. Yeah. You got Herbert throwing a lot. You got Russ moving and throwing a lot. Yeah. He's gonna Let's have to go, dude. Gonna have to get there quick. What? So those guys are gonna be open. And <laughs> 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 every team they're playing. All right, all right, everybody. Needs, they're gonna be throwing a lot though. Yes. Which definitely. is more opportunity? Who knows how many sacks he's gonna? They're they're gonna have to win though, right? For him to get the defensive yeah. and cover player of the year. Any other picks? What else do we say we're going to do? That's uh, coach it. of the year? Oh, co- comeback player of the year. Comeback player of the year. Here we go. Let's do comeback player of the year. Uh, Christian McCaffrey, obviously everybody has eyes on him because he's returning. Derrick Henry was the leader in rush yards like seven weeks after he had, had been injured or yeah. something yep. like that. That's how dominant he was early before getting hurt. Jameis Winston is in there at plus 600. What's he returning from? Just a ACL. ACL injury and a lapse of starting, and he's got new eyes since the last time we've yep, seen him. Right. On same team, Michael Thomas is down there. Allen Robinson has gone over to the Los Angeles Rams alongside Cooper Cup. Hey, uh, Darius, we'll let you start this one. Who do you got? I'm down near... Great odds. Julio Jones, plus 5,000. I fell for this last year. Yeah, nope. I'm I'm back. That was was Tannehill in Tennessee. He's in Tampa with Tom Brady and Alex Guerrero, TB12 method. I think he bounces back. Everybody said Odell was washed when he was out there in Cleveland. I think we get the same story here with Julio. Plus 5,000, comeback player of the year. Lock it in. Man, I wasn't even – I was off the – I'm going to (laughs) overreact to Julio Jones being Julio Jones. Oh, he's he's back in number six, too. Just if that changes. Oh, he changed that shitty 85. Now he's in six. What was he doing? What was he doing? What was he doing? I don't know. You know, training camp, a lot of lot of guys on the team, a lot of yeah. guys got the He didn't want to ruffle any feathers. Just wait till, you know, some of these bombs get out of here. How do you guys feel about Brian Robinson being uh, the third shortest odds on the. 
Yeah. Wait, what? Yeah. After getting a After shot getting last shot. week, oh, no. two weeks ago. Yeah, you don't know Jeez. when he'll be back. Nah, He's a, is he a rookie? Yeah. He can even come back player of the year as well. Well, he got shot training. Got shot, yeah. 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 But he, I mean, he got shot training. That counts. That's quite a comeback. Yeah, yeah true, true. Quite. I, true. I mentioned this on the show when it came up that, you know, you never know how you're going to react when somebody comes up to you and try to rob you. Brian Robinson knows that he will fight him. Yep. Mm-hmm. In the middle of broad daylight, you're trying to take my car, I'll fight you. And then he got shot for it. And that is, I'm not saying everybody should do that. I'm just saying a lot of us have wondered, you know, when some bum comes walking down the street here screaming at themselves i'm like if this person has a moment of clarity and says oh i want to get money from that person how am i going to react am i going to left hook through the jaw or am i just going to be like all right relax if there's any weapons brian robinson knows i'm not saying everybody should act that way but i do believe he des- deserves to be on a comeback player of the year yeah if he gets shot in the streets of dc in the middle of training camp <laughs> in a broad daylight yeah i just assume if he has a really good year they're going to give him offensive rookie of the year and come back. Good point. Double, usually double they don't do both. So you're saying let's not waste our time on Brian. Yeah, I just feel like usually they just give everybody one award. Give me Derrick Henry. Nice. I'll take the odds on favorite, Derrick Henry. He led the NFL in rushing seven or eight weeks <laughs> after he was on IR. <laughs> let's not forget that. Let's. In, who knows what Julio's year is like if Derrick Henry's mm-hmm. playing for the Tennessee Titans too. That's a completely different defense you're facing, I think, all season. Him getting hurt changed the entire thing. They still were number one seed in the AFC somehow. Coach Vrabel's going to figure it out with him, mm-hmm. feed him the rock. And that's us making prognostications. Good for us. We're a chef. Let's go. Go. Hey, good luck, AJ. Good luck, Darius. Good luck. I'll take Baker for comeback player of the year. Baker? Plus, he was down there. I seen him. Plus 2,000. I didn't make a pick, so that's my pick. Oh, I thought you picked somebody. I'm sorry. I was going between he and McCaffrey, I think. I wasn't really sure, but I want Bake here. So none of us have faith Christian McCaffrey is going to remain healthy. No. That's kind of the – not that we don't like Christian McCaffrey. Love him. Love him. I think he runs too hard. He runs too hard. He wants to punish defenders too much, which I love and I respect, but I just that scares me a little bit. We we figured that out last year, right, because we had a same-game parlay (laughs) on him, and every time he got the ball, it was like – He's trying to. Yeah. He's trying to explode through I hope he's every. Out of bounds a couple times. Times. I bet on. I guess with, with the props. Yeah, it was until well, he got first fan. quarter. Yeah. Also, can guys be Fuck. too muscle bound? Like yes. he has so little body fat, he is so yeah. jacked that it's like there is no room for error. Like it, if anything gets tweaks. Yeah, yeah, but Tio, yeah. think about it. there's guys that have been like one percent, two percent body fat. Bob Sanders. That's just like that's how they are. Yeah, Bob. Bob that Bob, got, Bob got hurt. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Christian McCaffrey got hurt. But there's a lot of like guys that are just absolutely yeah. strapped that don't. Tyree Kill. I mean, look at Tyree Kill. Yeah, yeah, true. Yeah, yeah. That is To is another guy. Christian McCaffrey though is, I mean, he was created to be a professional athlete. His his mom, I think, professional athlete. Dad, mm-hmm. obviously, professional athlete. Grandma and grandpa, both sides, professional athlete. Olympians. I think, I think like, uncles and aunt, like yeah. Brothers play in college, right? Crazy. Yeah. The whole family. Like, he is, he was built to be the person he is. Let's just hope he can survive because he's electrifying to watch. That was picking. Hey, good for us, dude. Let's go, boys. Let's get the hell out of here, huh? What are we saying? What a day today. Tomorrow. Yeah. When we wake up tomorrow. Yeah. Ooh. Oh, my huh. God. The air is going to be a little fresher. That's right. The food is going to taste a little bit more delightful, Kaboli. Hell yeah. (laughs) The water is going to be a little bit more quenching. Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. The morning dump is going to be smooth and beautiful. Uh, (laughs) Talking no wipes. Not a home one. No hitter. Ghost dump. That's tomorrow. Hell yeah. We'll see you guys in about 20 hours and 50 minutes. And I promise you when you see us tomorrow... We're going to be too much. Yeah. We're going to be a lot. 
We're going to be tough to handle. Definitely. Mm-hmm. We got Joey Burrow tomorrow. Ooh. We got Andrew Whitworth tomorrow. Ooh. Come on. And we have another potential surprise guest coming in in this NFL kickoff Thursday, September 8th. Ooh. Let's nice. go. Let's have Riddle. one, huh? Here we go. I don't know if the commission joined us, but we will put a request in. Hell yeah. Okay. Let's go. Big thanks to Danzers, Kay Adams, and Sal Capaccio, and Mark Caboli for joining us today. I had a lot of fun. I hope you enjoyed it. Um, college game day is happening. That's Let's crazy. go. Yes. Yeah. That is pretty big. And we have uh, winners to announce here on this Winners Wednesday. We'll put up the graphic as soon as we get out of here. Hammer. Dad. We'll be in about 10, 15 minutes. You all are the best. Goodbye. See you, Mignano.